The first true test of the season for the Lions fell short of the achieved goal. A state title contender in Summit flexed its muscle in a 35-0 shutout at Columbia to take a commanding lead in Region 5-5A last week. The Lions now look to a newly scheduled Giles County opponent amidst the absence of Metro schools not playing due to the COVID-19 pandemic. The Bobcats, though, are no strangers to Central, with the two schools playing 40 times in the past, the Lions holding a stout 34-6-2 advantage. Although the last time these teams met on the field, Giles County put 70 on the board in a 70-28 win back in 2016. It's primetime football from the Brickyard. The Lions and the Bobcats. And it's next on TriStar Sports Radio. And good evening again, everyone. Welcome to week four as the Columbia Lions bring their 2-1 record to face off with the Giles County Bobcats at 1-2. And And I'm Lee Maddox, along with Clayton Harris, and joining us here in the press box uh, at the Sam Davis Park at the Brickyard in Pulaski is Terry Wilcock. Terry, thank you for being with us. Hey, this is my first time joining you guys. Uh, You guys do a fantastic job. I'm just going to be a small part of it. Well, well, you're you're more than welcome to be. We're glad you're here and to offer anything you can to help the broadcasts uh, with me and Clayton here. This is a uh, it's been a lot of fun. But uh, you know, while Columbia it wasn't a lot of fun last week, uh, Clayton. No, it was uh, not. You know, they're ready to forget last week's that disappointing thirty-five to nothing loss uh, to Summit. Giles County's here with a lot of uncertainty as one of their games a couple of weeks ago never got even got finished uh, against Henderson. And, and then their region opponents opponents are all in the Davidson County metro area. Those teams are not allowed to be playing yet because of COVID-19. And that's really why we're here. These guys weren't even on our schedule a week ago. That's right, Lee. But I'm telling you, this is a, a series that dates back, I think, to 1934. It's something that I, I personally think we need to be doing every year. We need to be playing Giles County, Marshall County. Uh, and it's neat that they were able to get this thing worked out where they could play each other, uh, considering all the, the, the things that are going on with the COVID-19 situation being so fluid. But uh, excited to be here. We're in a very nice facility here at the Brickyard. And uh, waiting to see what Columbia looks like tonight. I, like you mentioned, last week's not what we wanted to see. Hopefully tonight will be a good bounce back, try to get things back on track again for Columbia. Yeah, and they're going to be doing that with a, a really a different lineup. I mean, it seems like every week we've had uh, issues with a player here, a player there, multiple players here and there, and and we're facing that same situation here again tonight as three of our defensive starters are are out of the game tonight. Yes, you, you got Aaron Benson who's out uh, with the death in the family. Uh, you have Isaiah Cordell with a back injury, and then Nick Butler with a concussion. So. Uh, it's unfortunate, but, uh, but you know. Next man up. It's next man up. It's part of the game. Uh, you're going to experience that a lot throughout the year. Uh, you just got to do your best to weather it and, and try to build some depth. And, um, you know, like you said, next man up. And I'd expect those guys that are going to get some more playing time to, to, to really step things up. And, and we might see some guys going both ways a little bit more tonight than we've seen uh, so far this year. But 
that's okay. It's high school football. It's supposed to be that way. Yeah, I think they're going to – obviously the teams uh, – both teams face are facing injuries and the, the COVID situation. That That's happened to just about every team that's, that's out here playing, and they're adjusting. And uh, even if they have to adjust the defensive alignment, and they're adjusting on offense, at least for the Lions this week, We've got a little change uh, across that front line. Lewis is uh, Lewis Maddox is moving from left tackle back to center, where he had been playing the last couple of years. And uh, uh, Carter Sidlowski is going to take the right guard position, and Tylen Orr is going to be the right tackle. And then, it, of course, at left tackle, Jordan Brooks. I mean, excuse me, at left guard, Jordan Brooks is back in place, and Eli Height is moving from right tackle over to left tackle. So they're changing up a few little things to try to. Get get something maybe a little different a different look here tonight to see you know which combination gives them the best chance to win and that's what they're looking for that's right there's going to be a lot of changes um it's really incredible how much has changed uh since friday night's game you you just mentioned it reshifting of the line you got uh buckman who is going to be playing at running back some tonight you also have on the coaching staff side of things Coach Tillman, the offense coordinator, going down to the field, and Coach Duncan uh, coming up to the press box. So uh, they're, they're going to try something different, and uh, we'll see what happens. Well, we had a chance to connect with uh, Coach Jason Hoth, head coach Jason Hoth, to get his thoughts on tonight's game. So let's go ahead and cue that up, and we'll hear what Coach has to say about the Bobcat game tonight. We're joining with head coach Jason Hoth here before the Giles County matchup. Coach, uh, it's week four. You kind of, uh, I'm assuming maybe uh, remembering if there were any good things from last week, remembering those things. But for the most part, you're throwing last week's uh, uh, game away and preparing for this game against Giles County, who's traditionally always got a, a, a challenge ahead of the team they're facing. Yeah, um, you know, after last week's loss, we, we do our best to just try to, you know, learn from our mistakes, put it behind us, and move forward, uh, which is what we got to do. I hate that we lost that region game, but um, uh, at this point, we just need to move forward, look, look to the next game. And uh, I feel like we've done that. We've actually had a pretty decent week of practice um, overall, probably one of our better weeks we've had uh, since the season started. So I'm excited about uh, about the game. I think these players are ready to go out and, and get that uh, bad taste out of their mouth from last Friday night. Um, you know, Giles County is a worthy opponent. Um, Coach O'Connor does a good job with them. Um, they're always going to be well prepared. They're going to play four quarters of good football. Um, they're going to be scrappy, so we're going to have to bring our A game against them. And obviously, I think you've got some players back that uh, have been in that COVID protocol, so to speak. Uh, I know Jordan Brooks is back on the field practicing uh, for you this week and going to play tonight. And uh, a little other, a little other shakeups maybe in the lineup. Yeah, I'm excited to get Jordan Brooks back in line. Of course, he, he hasn't been with us the last two games due to the, the COVID protocol. Uh, Max Patton also returns tonight. This, today's his first day back. from, So uh, he hadn't kicked in two weeks, but I'm excited that we'll, we'll have a kicker tonight. Um, well, Roman Woodson, expect him to be back. Uh, he may not be 100%, but um, I think he's going to give it a go. And we, we obviously missed having him on the field last week. Um, uh, some key key. Notable losses tonight will be uh, defensive lineman Aaron Benson will be out. Um, he's attending a funeral right now for his grandfather. So just thoughts and prayers with him and his family during this time. But um, I hate, hate ha- not having him here tonight. But that's definitely an understandable situation. So, uh, But beyond that, I believe um, 
I believe everybody else is here, so we should be good to go. Well, again, I'm sure it's going to be an exciting game. It's always uh, an exciting matchup. And, you know, this one wasn't even on the schedule uh, when, when the schedules were made this year. But uh, because of all the COVID and this whole world that we're in, uh, you've got a game against Giles County tonight. Week four, another opportunity for the Lions to step up. Yeah, you know, uh, it wasn't on the schedule. We were supposed to be playing Nashville Overton out of Metro. And um, obviously with Metro not playing right now, um, just fortunate that we were able to find a game uh, so our guys had a chance to play tonight. Because um, if not, then we would be sitting at home tonight. So glad that uh, we were able to get this game scheduled uh, against a good opponent and um, have a chance to play football. So I'm excited for our guys. I know they're going to be ready to play. It's, uh, again, a traditional matchup between Columbia and uh, I want to say Pulaski, but we know it's Giles County. And uh, good luck against uh, the Bobcats tonight. I appreciate it. Thank you. And that's uh, the pregame look uh, from head coach Jason Hoth of the Columbia Central Lions football team as they get ready to do battle here tonight at the Brickyard in Pulaski at the Sam Davis Park. A beautiful night for football here uh, as crowds uh, both sides are still gathering in. Teams are not yet on the field. They have their pregame warm-ups. The national anthem has been performed, and we're getting ready for football here in week four here under the Friday night lights. Uh, I'm, I'm excited, and I hope you are too. I hope you'll listen along with us, and we'll, we're going to bring you the live action coming up here in just a moment. We'll take a quick break for our sponsors by telling you this is Columbia Central High Football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. You're listening to Columbia Central Lions Football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. Once again, here's Lee Maddox. And welcome back to Pulaski as the Giles County Bobcats are getting ready to take on your Columbia Central Lions here in a matchup tonight, a traditional type of a matchup that's been the rivalry renewed. It, they hadn't played Clayton in uh, four years, I guess, or maybe five years yeah, now since 2006, they played. That's, or 16, that is correct. And, again, that's the one you want to forget about, right? They scored 70 on, on Columbia that night. So uh, we're hopeful that uh, maybe the uh, other way this uh, – this night here as they get ready for football the uh, the uh, coin toss has been uh, been taken and uh, just waiting on the teams now to come out on the field and get lined up and play uh, Clayton we're, we're just ready now right yeah and, and, you know Lee I think this is a very big football game I know it's not a non I know it's a non-region game but um, you know after what we saw last week uh, this is a big game for Columbia to get back on the right track especially offensively they got they got to figure out what what it is they want to do what what their identity is going to be uh, you know Christian Biggers last week four carries nine yards in the first half I would bet that looks a little different tonight if I was going to guess but we'll see uh, we'll know here in just a few moments yeah Biggers on the year 61 carries 214 yards and that one touchdown so three and a half yards per carry he's uh you know he's got a great hopefully that he's going to get on pace tonight to get back uh you know hopefully over the century mark or even more that's what I'm looking for right. against this team and maybe even you know this new combination of the offensive line will, will help uh with that as well, with Carter playing guard, you'll be able to pull him some and uh, get him kind of out in space to, to lead block. So um, it's going to be interesting. Uh, I, I expect uh, a very good football game. You mentioned at Giles County, a very young team, only nine seniors on the squad. 
so, you know, they're a young group, but they are scrappy. So uh, we're moments away. Giles County's always been well coached. Their head coach, David O'Connor, has had uh, two multi-year stints uh, here with Giles County with the Bobcats and usually a lot of success. You know, they won a state championship in 2009 and were state runners-up 2013. And uh, so they've definitely got a rich history of playing football here, and our Lions have finally come out onto the field, and uh, they're getting huddled up. We're waiting on the Bobcats to come onto the field, and here they come with a a lot of uh, fanfare, and the crowd kind of rises to their feet. A pretty good-sized crowd here on uh, the Giles County side, and there's a good showing of, obviously, on the Columbia side as well. Yep, Columbia tonight, and they're all white uniforms, white pants, white jerseys, purple numbers, purple helmets, chrome lion heads on each side of the helmet with the chrome strike down the middle, and then Giles County, and they're all black uniforms with gold outlined in white with black helmets and the bobcat on each side of the helmet. So uh, this is going to be fun. This is a great place to play football. A very historic place, as we mentioned at the top of the broadcast, one of the nicest press boxes you'll ever be in in (laughs) high school football. Yeah, it is. And so I'm thinking that uh, the uh, uh, Giles County won the toss and deferred. Yes, Giles County won won the toss, they deferred. So Columbia will receive the opening kickoff, and Giles County will get it to start the second half. Yeah, and so back deep for uh, Columbia here is Adrian Hidalgo, and we've got a new number there for the Lions. Is that 20? Is that Patterson? No, that's 24. And There is no 24. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to find out about him. Well, we there is, but. We can go right down the hall. There's not a 24 out. on the roster. Yeah. yeah. Yep. We need to find out. And uh, for, for the Bobcats, uh, they're lining up again as Clayton said, uh, there's just very few uh, seniors on their team. This will be one of them. The kicker is Walker Ballou, and he's kind of lined up on the tee, and we are set to go, waiting on the official whistle, and I believe there it is, and here we're underway. A fairly short kick going to be taken at the 21-yard line by McCoy, Caden McCoy. He breaks one free of one tackle and breaks another one. He's down the sideline up to the 40, up to midfield now, cuts across the field and finally knocked down, but not after he makes it into Bobcat territory. They're going to mark him all the way at right at the 46-yard line, maybe the 45-yard line. That's where Columbia will take over first and 10. A great return for Caden uh, uh, McCoy for Columbia. Great start to begin this ball game. And here we are. We're McCandless brings his team to the line, starting at their own 45-yard line. He's in the shotgun, the pistol formation with Kristen Biggers on his right hip, and a give to Biggers up the middle. Biggers around the left side, breaks one tackle. He's breaking free now to the 30. You're dragging a man all the way down to nearly the 20-yard line, but they're going to call him back out of bounds. He stepped out at the 23. So a great pickup on first down for the Columbia Lions. And, Lee, I got confirmation number 24 is Buckman, Justin Buckman. Okay. He's changed numbers from 11 then. He has. So here's McCandless in the shotgun again with Biggers on his hip, and he's given the big – no. McCandless keeps it around the right side. A fake to Biggers. He, he gets a couple of yards before 
he's met by the cornerback over there on the Bobcat side. So a pickup of maybe two yards. So we'll mark it, make it second and eight. Ball's going to be spotted at the Bobcat 21-yard line. A great start here to to begin this ball game. That's what you want to see, a great run back and and then a, a great run there by Biggers to kind of get things started and get down almost into the red zone. Yeah, I mean, they're right there knocking at the door. It was interesting to see McCandless run. We saw Lincoln County has some success running the ball. Here's Biggers' handoff up the middle, nowhere to go, and he has met right at the line of scrimmage. Maybe sneaks away for a yard, uh, maybe maybe two yards on that play. So that's going to bring up third and six. They'll spot the ball at the Bobcat 19-yard line with 10.42 and clock running here. It just getting underway in the first quarter. Opening drive for the Columbia Lions. Looking good right now. They're inside that, that red zone now, and McCandless brings the, the team to the line. He's in the shotgun. Biggers on his right hip, and there's the snap. He's looking to throw this time over the middle and looking for Blaine Davis, and just out of his reach, his hands at the two-yard line was Blaine Davis. So incomplete. That's going to make it fourth and six. Clayton, what do you do here? I think we're going to kick it. Uh, you know, Max hasn't kicked in two weeks, but uh, this is inside his range. It'll be about a 36-yard field goal. But we're talking about Brady running the ball. Lincoln County's quarterback had a lot of success running the football. Expect to see more of that tonight. Look for a possible fake here, too. All right, so they're set for the 36-yard attempt. Here's the snap, the set. There's the kick, and it's blocked. They better cover that ball. It's live. They got to cover that ball. Oh, all the way up to the Bobcat 37-yard line is where Giles County will take over after blocking that field goal attempt by Max Patton. Penetration right through the middle of the line there, Lee. That's not the first time we've seen that this year on extra points or field goals. Something we got to get fixed. Well, that's really disappointing to see that a great start, a great drive like that, and to, to end like that on a blocked field goal. So here we go. Bobcats taking over at the at their own 38-yard line, a high snap to their quarterback, and he has met right at the line of scrimmage. No gain. That is J.C. Brown, who is quarterbacking for the Bobcats. Who's typically a wide receiver. Well, maybe that's a wildcat formation. I think it was. Uh, yeah, their, their normal quarterback is Riley Carden, and we see him in the game now. So, yeah, Lee, you're right. That was a wildcat formation there for Giles oh. County. But a pickup maybe of one on that play, so they'll mark it at the 39-yard line. It's second and nine. Clock moving here in the first quarter with 9.35 to go here in the first quarter. Now here's Carden in the shotgun. And there's McElroy, the, running, the great running back for Columbia, I mean for the Bobcats, and he's out 15-yard pickup right up the middle, uh, untouched for most of the way, and they finally drug him down uh, all the way down to the Columbia 46-yard line. So a great pickup for the Bobcats as they start a good drive right here already with their first first down. Yeah, they had an up back in front of the quarterback and halfback almost, and again they're in the same formation as a lead blocker, just a lead play to the left side. Here's Carden, a high snap, but he's, and he barely gets it handed off to McElroy, and he is met and stopped right at the line and of we scrimmage. We've got a late flag coming in at the end of that play. That could be a face mask. We will see. Yep, it appears so. Unfortunately, a face mask on Columbia. 
So that's going to mark off 15 yards. Looks like they got the face mask on number uh, 55. That would have been, well, we don't have a 55 on the roster, but we do have one out there. On the, is that Watson Harvey? That would be 35, yes. Is it 30? Man, i got to get my eyes checked. Well, yeah, we're looking through glass here, but uh, it's a nice a nice view. And there's Carden under center, handed off, and he has met. They're running back, met at the line by Antoine Moore, just picks up number 42 for the uh, Bobcats, Bryson Gordon, and, and levels him right in his own track did right you, there. Did you notice the play, though, Lee? It was a fullback dive, but they were running the triple option, so that's something Columbia needs to look at. If the quarterback pulls that ball, he's going to run down the line and read that defensive end and either keep the ball or pitch it to the halfback. That's something Columbia's got to prepare for. Giles County now is second and four at the Columbia 40-yard line. Clock running with 8.20 to go here in the first quarter. Carden in the shotgun. Behind him, McElroy. He hands off to McElroy up the oh, middle. No. McElroy's out to the outside. Oh, no. He's got the first down and a lot more room all the way to the 20, and he is finally taken down at uh, inside the 20-yard line at the 18. I didn't see who made that tackle, but maybe it was Woodson that finally it uh, was pulled up to make that tackle uh, a, a game, uh, you know, a touchdown saving tackle because McElroy was on his way. Yeah, that was just an off off tackle play, a lead play with that halfback that's lined up in front of the quarterback and running back leading the way off that left side. He got in front of the Columbia sideline, going left to right on your radio dial, and gets the Bobcats into the red zone. So here's Carden in the gun again with McElroy on his right hip, and uh, they're faking but and handing off up the middle to McElroy, and he's met and dropped pretty quick by uh, Shane Cobb right and right up the middle. So a pickup maybe of two on the play, maybe a yard and a half. So it'll make it second and eight at the Columbia 18-yard line. Yeah, they sent a man in motion, faked the jet sweep, and did a misdirection play and handed it off to the running back again off the left side. They they obviously have seen something that they like on that left side in film, so they, a lot of their runs so far, and now we're back back in the same formation. Here's Carden with the gun, handing off to McElroy right up the middle again, and he breaks free with, in the, right up the middle in one tackle and is close to his reaching his first down across the 10-yard line. So they're going to spot that ball dead. And now they're calling first down, so it'll be first and go. Ball is going to be at the eight-yard line. 7.20 to go here in the first quarter. No score yet, but uh, this is the Bobcats' opening drive, and it's looking good right now for their sake. And Columbia needs to step up here on defense to try to stop this thing. I tell you, McElroy has elite speed. Very surprising how much he's able to run through that Columbia defense early here. Garden under the center this time, and he's looking to hand off to McElroy right up the middle, and he is met by Harvey and McCoy. Or that's Carter Sidlowski making the tackle uh, after a three-yard game maybe. It's going to take it down inside the five to the four-yard line, so it'll be second and goal from the four. And a clock running at 6.35 to go here in the first quarter. So Columbia really needs to step up on their defense right here. Get a, we need a stop or a turnover right now. Here's Carden under center, back to McElroy, right up the middle, and he's down to about the one this time, right up the middle. Well, you're in two-down territory here if you're Giles County. It's third and goal from the one. Wouldn't be a bit surprised to possibly see the Wildcat again. Yep, uh, yeah, they're bringing in some beef here. Let's see who they have at quarterback on this play, but um, – 
it's no secret what they're going to do. They're going to run the football. Yeah. Oh, across the front for Columbia, they've got to really step up right here. Smokestack eye. Here's the play. And off to McElroy, and he's met and stopped, but he makes it into the end zone. Touchdown, Giles County. So with 5.47 to go here in the first quarter, Giles County takes, uh, you know, capitalizes on the block field goal, drives the ball all the way downfield from their own, got it at their 36-yard line or so, and have marched right down the field to get the first score of this ball game. Six to nothing, awaiting the extra point try here by Giles County. Well, you got to know Lincoln County is going to be here tonight scouting because they're off. They're supposed to play Spring Hill. And, again, line struggling to stop the run here early. So the extra point attempt is good. That makes the score 7 to nothing as Giles County gets strikes first over Columbia. Columbia will get the ball, and we'll have all that action for you as we take a break here by telling you this is Columbia Central Lions football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. This is Columbia Central Lions football. And welcome back. Just in time for Giles County performs a successful onside kick and recovers at midfield, actually at the Columbia side of midfield at the 49-yard line. Just, Clayton, we didn't seem like we were ready. I tell you, Lee, I was at the game down here in 2016, and they did the exact same thing. They scored on their opening possession, and they kicked an onside kick, and it was successful. And unfortunately, therefore, Columbia, not expecting that, it was executed great by the Bobcats. Columbia defense has got to get in there and settle down and get a stop here and get the ball back for the offense. So here's Carden under shotgun, and he's pitching out to J.C. Brown and coming on the jet sweep around the left side, and uh, Brown is mad after a five, six-yard pickup. That's going to put it down to the 43-yard line of Columbia, and where it'll be second and four for the Bobcats as they start their, begin their second offensive drive. Again, another run to the left side of the field. I'm not really sure what they saw uh, in their film session this week, but there's something on that left side they keep running towards. We'll keep an eye on it. All right, here's Carden under the gun again, and Brown in motion. And he's looking to throw this time. Backs up. It's going to be a screen pass and incomplete. Oh, trying goodness. to get McElroy because he had some daylight. That ball just well, well overthrown to McElroy. Yeah, they tried to set up a, again to the left side, a halfback screen. Tried to sneak him around behind the defensive lineman after they came through. Just an errant pass by the quarterback. It's going to bring up a third down and four. Big play here for the Columbia defense. Without a doubt, a huge play. Got to get a stop, but they, I mean, they could be, you know, they could be content to think they're in four down territory as well. Just see what happens on on this play. How much they can get here. So Cardin's under center with a. Uh, and he gives off to his foot. No, he nope. keeps it himself. It comes around the right side. He's got his first down and more. He's, got He's on his way to 20. And stopped out, knocked out of bounds, I believe, or knocked down at the one-yard line by Lincoln English, I think. Tri- um, triple option there, Lee. Uh, Jay Frierson, one, made that tackle at the uh, uh, touchdown-saving tackle at the one-yard line. Carden just took the ball uh, fake up to the, those running backs up the middle, and he just came right around the right side and had daylight all the way. Yeah, everybody collapsed on the fake give to the fullback, and he just took it around the right end and just literally all the way down to the one-yard line, like you mentioned. Again, 
Finding a lot of success here running the football. Here's that smokestack formation at the one-yard line. Garden hands off to McElroy, and he's met in the backfield, and he has stopped. He's not going to get into the end zone this time. A great stop by uh, Antoine Moore and Natty both coming up in there to make that stop uh, and might even lost just a little bit, but I doubt it. He's, they still got it marked on the one-yard line. The clock running here as the Bobcats are trying to take advantage of the onside kick that they recovered, and uh, with four minutes to go here in the first quarter and the clock's running, they're already leading seven to nothing, looking to add more. Well, again, here we go. They're going to get out of the smokestack, back in that shotgun formation with a lead back in the front and that tailback in the back. Here's the handoff to McElroy, and he has stopped again. Uh, no, they're going to give it to him. Touchdown, Giles County. I thought they had him stopped, and he must have snuck that ball right across the line, but... Uh, it was a great effort by the defense. Just uh, too, <laughs> it comes too late. They should have stopped it back here on that big run from Carden to get this play all the way down to the one-yard line. So 3:42 to go here in the first quarter, and Giles County is on top, 13 to nothing over Columbia, as they await the extra point attempt. And here it is, ball down, and that kick is good. So that's 14 to nothing over Columbia for Giles County. Hopefully they'll be ready for this next kickoff when we come back after this break by telling you this is Columbia Central Lions football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. You're listening to Columbia Central Lions football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. Once again, here's Lee Maddox. And welcome back to Sam Davis Park, and the kickoff is looking like a good one for Columbia. I can't make out. Is that McCoy? Meach McCoy, maybe. Let's see who comes up here. But he a great run back all the way to the Giles County. They're going to spot it at the 30. I can't see that. Did you see the hit? But a great run back, but apparently a flag on Columbia because they're coming back. Did you get a number, uh, Terry? I believe it was 20. Number well, that's Caden McCoy. That's yeah, he, his second return. Yes. It's a, it was a short kick. It was not an onside yeah. kick. It was like the opening kickoff. He took that opening kickoff as well. So a personal foul. Back. Yeah, he had 35 yards in his opening kickoff. And, uh, so that a personal foul in Columbia, that's going to bring him back all the way to about their 25-yard line. And that's the first penalty the of the game. Isn't it? Now they had the uh, face mask. That's right, the yeah, second. So. So the ball's all the way back to the Columbia 23-yard line after McCoy had already made it up to the Bobcat 35-yard line. So here we here we go on offense. Let's try to get something going. 40-yard swing there on that penalty. Yeah. Here's McCandless under center. Biggers in the backfield. Handoff to him on the left side. Biggers cuts back to his right. He's over the line of scrimmage and gets, gets about five on the play. So a good pickup on first down. So it's going to make it second and five as the clock running and at 3.15 to go here left in the first quarter. Giles County up 14 to nothing already over Columbia. So really need to get a, a, a drive established here and get it in the end zone. Yeah. We've got to have points here, not a, not a field goal. We such, need a touchdown. Football such a game of momentum. You want to try to swing that momentum back to your side. So far, Columbia has not had any except for that opening drive here tonight. Here's McCandless to Biggers again. Biggers stumbles in the backfield and tries to – he gets around one block and carrying another one. He still gets positive yardage after he kind of got – he kind of slipped after he got the, the handoff from McCandless. 
So he picks up a couple of yards. That's going to make it second, or excuse me, third and two, where they'll spot the ball now at the 31-yard line of Columbia. Well, big play here for Columbia. You need to convert this, get the first down, move the sticks, at least try to flip the field if you're the Lions here, not give Giles County any good field position. Big play. So here they go. McCandless is going to be in the gun with Biggers on his left side here with three receivers to his right. It's second, uh, yes, third and two. And there he is rolling out to his right looking for a receiver, and he's going to run it himself, and he's going to get that first down. And Moore runs out of bound on the Columbia sidelines. He picks up at least six yards on the play. So enough for the first down for Columbia. They'll mark that ball at the... 37, 36 yard line, their own 36 yard line. Clock stop with the out of bounds play at two minutes, one second to go. Giles County again leading 14 to nothing here early on in the ball game over Columbia. Ball in the right hash in front of the Columbia bench, two receivers to the left. There's a jet sweep coming to uh, Ryan Patterson around the left side, and he gets maybe a yard on that play as he has met by a host of Bobcats to bring him down. Giles County, not that big, but very fast. They, they move rather well. Um, really surprising uh, seeing them in person compared to film, but uh, yeah, minimal gain there for Columbia, second and 10. Yeah, really no gain on the play, so I have to have something positive here, and the huddle breaks, and up to the line of scrimmage, ball at the <clears throat> excuse me, at the 36-yard line of Columbia. McCandless looking to throw. And there's the pass to Blaine Davis. There looked like some uh, yeah, interference, and there it was. The yep. flag came in on Blaine Davis as uh, number three for uh, Jaden Abernathy for the Bobcats. Looked like he just got, got a little quick there to him on Blaine and gave him a little push in the back right before the ball got there. Yeah, shoved him right, right as the ball was released from the quarterback. Good call by the official, first and 10 Columbia. So I'm, is that from the spot? 15 yards. It's just from the line of scrimmage. Just from the line of scrimmage, Okay. So that brings it across midfield into the Bobcat territory at the 49, where it'll be first and 10 for Columbia. Clock at 113 to go here in the first quarter. Two receivers to his left. McCandless in the gun, a pitch sweep, a jet sweep to Brian Patterson again, and he has met all kinds of Bobcats and snowed under, loses a yard on the play, so it'll be second and 11, and that's going to bring that clock further on down. That's going to be a loss of one on the play, and you just wonder if they're not trying to set something up with that jet sweep. That's the second time they've run that on this drive. Uh, The first time they ran it, they only got a, a minimal gain of a couple of yards. They go back to it again in Giles County. They saw it coming. Let's see if they don't try some type of play action out of that set again. So here they are. Two receivers to the near side, which is the short side of the field. Ball and left hash mark and McCandless under center. And now Davis back as a fullback. Fake to Biggers in the backfield. He's rolling out to throw the ball. And there goes the throw out of bounds over everybody's head. So that's going to break up third and 11 with uh, 22 seconds here left in the first quarter, we'll get maybe another play as the clock stops on that out-of-bounds pass in completion. 
Yeah, that's why it's so big to get positive yardage on first down to make life a little easier for you. There on second down, the incomplete pass is going to make it third down and long. Giles County know what's coming. They're going to throw the football. Let's see how well they defend it. Now, Brady was able to get a first down on the last third down by running the football. We mentioned it. Lincoln County had a lot of success running their quarterback. Maybe if there's nothing open downfield, Brady can take off and get the first down with his legs. Here's Brady in the gun with three receivers to his right, and he's looking to throw. He steps up, and he goes down. He's being sacked. He almost got through there, but a shoestring tackle by the Bobcats put the ball back to the 45-yard line of Columbia where it'll be fourth and 16 yards to go for the first. So that'll definitely bring up a punting situation for the Lions. And that's going to do it. That's the end of the first quarter. So there's your score with 14, 14 to nothing. Giles County leads Columbia over here in the first quarter. We're at the Sam Davis Park at the Brickyard and the end of your first quarter. And this is Columbia Central Lions football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. You're listening to Columbia Central Lions football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. Once again, here's Lee Maddox. Here we're ready to start the second quarter here in Giles County as Giles County leads over Columbia 14 to nothing. They got two two touchdowns uh, in that first quarter, Clayton, that we weren't hopefully expecting, but they 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 got away. They got a block kick and then uh, recovered an onside uh, onside a block field goal attempt, and then the onside kick has led to both of their touchdowns, but. Uh, Here's Columbia now facing a fourth and 16 at the 40 at their own 45-yard line. Canard in punt formation. Let's see what he does. And you can tell they're expecting the rollout. They got their return man on the right hash. If Columbia would adjust, they could kick it to the left side of the field, but they're going to kick it. A good punt from Canard. Really good punt. And he is met and dropped at the 18-yard line. I can't make out. That's Leif Natty. Well, uh, who, who that was for? Is that McElroy? No, it's 16. It was Natty, uh, 88. Sizemore, I'm talking about, who's the, yeah, the yep. ball carrier. Yep. It's Amarion Sizemore. Yep. yep. And he was met and dropped hard. Yes, by. he was. <laughs> so hopefully that'll get a little spark in this defense to do some hitting of their own. And uh, as they're looking, this will be Giles County's third offensive possession. The first two, we know what they've done. We need to stop right here to get the ball back on our offense. Let's see if they throw the ball. They have not. Now they're back in the Wildcat. Wildcat, that's that J.C. Brown lined up, and he fakes to the running back, and he comes up the middle, and Harvey meets him, but it's still a five, six-yard pickup. Huge hole. On first down, Natty in on that tackle, but uh, way too much to begin a great uh, almost seven yards, at least six yards. We'll call it second and four. Ball is going to be at spotted at the Bobcat 21-yard line. They're running it towards Jace Hoth and DeAndre. Or I'm sorry, not DeAndre, but, yeah, DeAndre Mathers, uh, the two youngsters over there on the right side of that defensive line. They keep running the ball to their left. So, oh, good, good, good. We got a flag. There's a false start on the Bobcats. That's going to back them up five. We'll take it. That'll, that'll make the second down look a little harder. but And this is where we need to step up right here. This defense needs to make a play to keep them. Here comes Sidlowski taking the uh, – Jace Hoth's place. Jace Hoth coming out. Going to bump out Mathers to end. Right, to the end. So here's Carden now. 
back in the gun. He hands off to McElroy right up the middle, and he's got a crease there, and he's taking oh, no. tackles with oh, him, no. and he breaks free. He's at the 40, down to the 50, down to the 40, and he is knocked out of bounds by Roman, Roman Woodson at the 29-yard line of Columbia. They had him at the line of scrimmage. the rights and could not wrap up. This is a, a pretty good running back. There's no doubt he came in here. I think he was a, an all-state running back last year. I know he was all-region. He's just a junior. Yeah, just a junior. He's got elite speed, Lee. He, he is fast. He's already approaching 100 yards, I think, Terry. Over. He's over 100 yards wow. already. 116. Wow. A minute and a half in the second quarter. That's, that doesn't seem real. Yep. So... Yeah, and good. he's still in the game. <laughs> Here's yeah. Carden with his team threatening again. He's in the gun. He's going to hand it off to McElroy right up the middle, but he is met and good. stopped by Harvey and uh, uh, De- Demetrius McCoy and Mathers all make that tackle for just a minimal gain, one-yard gain. It'll be second and nine from the Columbia 28-yard line as they're moving the Bobcats are moving right to left with 10:04 to go here now in the second quarter. Well, they're not huddling; they're, they're kind of they're lining up, kind of taking their time, waiting to get the play call in from the sideline. And here we go, back in that shotgun formation with that up back to the right of the quarterback. Here's Carden in the gun. He's got the snap. He gives to McElroy right up the middle. It looked like holding going on there, but no call. Wait, Joseph Whaley in there at linebacker. Looked like he was being held, but no call from the officials. And uh, McElroy takes it to down to the 25-yard line where it now will be third and six with 9.25 to go here in the second quarter. The, the Bobcats are up 14 to nothing. We've got to keep them out of the end zone on this drive. You would expect this is probably four down territory. Now they're back in the I formation. Look for the triple option. Here's Carden under center. Here's a snap. Given to that first man, but Carter meets Carter Sidlowski right there for really no gain, maybe a half yard at the most. That's going to make it fourth and fairly long. So you would think they're going to try to go for this. Yeah, I think so. It's a little bit outside of the field goal range. It'd be about a 42, 43-yard field goal. They're going to go for it. Great stop by Sidlowski right there. You know, we just, we hadn't said enough about Sidlowski. Every team is is uh, focusing on Carter Sidlowski Absolutely. because they know what kind of player he what he did last year and just his presence on the field. He's gone out to rest now. He's going both ways, but uh, a great stop right there on that third down play. So here's Carden under center with fourth. They're trying to draw Columbia off, and, and he calls timeout. Yep. So the Bobcats take a timeout, and with that, we'll take one with them. It's 8.21 to go here in the second quarter. The Bobcats leading over the Columbia Lions 14 to nothing. This is Columbia Central Lions football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. And welcome back to Sam Davis Park as the Bobcats now take the snap. And Carden takes a and throws across the middle and a completion all the way down inside the 15 to the 14-yard line. A pick up the first down on that crucial fourth and sixth play. He just rolled out Clayton and found his receiver kind of wide open. Yeah, he rolled to the short side of the field, turned his body, threw it across the field, right as you said, Lee, wide open in the middle right on the hash. First and 10 Giles County ball at the 14-yard line. So Columbia kind of reeling here. The Lions need need a stop. As we've been saying, Cardin's under center this time, and he's going to 
fake to McElroy and looking to throw again out in the flat, oh, but uh, incomplete, goodness. trying to reach uh, Sizemore in the right flat. But and uh, thank goodness he didn't put his head up. J.C. Brown's running wide open into the right corner of the end zone. Who yeah, Columbia the, caught a break there. Yeah, the defense is kind of looking at themselves, uh, talking to themselves that you know, we got to get on the same page here. So a lot of a lot of different looks from the Bobcats here in on their third possession of the game, and they're threatening again to score. They're at the 14-yard line of Columbia, second and ten, already up 14 to nothing. Here we go again, back in the shotgun with that up back to the right, a tailback right beside the right hip of the quarterback. And here's the fake jet sweep and give to McElroy right up the middle, and he gains four yards on the play, or five, all the way inside the 10-yard line now. The ball's going to be spotted at the nine, and that'll make it third and five. Third, third, third and five at the nine-yard line. Clock running 7-24 to go here in the second quarter. Bobcats still driving. This is another critical play, but you would think they're – would maybe still go for it on fourth down, being this far down the field. But it lo- looks like they've got a pretty good kicker. So Watch for the triple knows. option here. Here's Carden right off to his fullback oh, right no. up the middle, and he is in the end zone for a touchdown right up the middle. Nobody hardly touched him. Uh, at least they didn't tackle him because he bowls his way right into the touchdown to make it 20 to nothing now with 7.04 to go. Here in the second quarter, Columbia just hadn't had to answer on defense for this Bobcat offense. It, it, it's it's stunning, really. Uh, not not what you would expect. So here they're going to try the extra point attempt. There's the ball set down, and that is good. That makes it 21 to nothing. Three drives, three touchdowns for the Giles County Bobcats as they lead over the Columbia Lions 21 to nothing here in the second quarter at Sam Davis Park in Pulaski. This is Columbia Central Lions football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. And welcome back. Here's the kickoff from the Giles County Bobcats. And that ball is going to go all the way to the two-yard line and rolls out of bounds. So that will be a penalty. It will be first and ten for Columbia Central Lions at the 35, I believe, is where they'll start this third, their third drive, I believe. That's only their third drive of this game. It seems like Giles County is just owning, and they are, they're owning the time of possession so far here tonight. But, Manly, uh, I never thought I'd be saying this this early uh, in a contest, but this is a crucial drive for Columbia. They have got to get some points on this thing and stop the bleeding. Right now, all the momentum belongs to the Bobcats. Yeah, and I'm thinking we we don't need to get away from the threat that we have in Christian Biggers right. because he has that ability to that breakaway speed and breakaway tackles and can can run the ball. So let's see what they do here. First down, McCandless in the shotgun, a high snap to Biggers, and he is he is blown under. That 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 play got started bad with a with a high snap, and uh, McCandless was slow to get it to Biggers, and the play was just slow to develop. The Bobcats were right there, and a loss of two on the play. Second and 12, ball at the 33-yard line of Columbia. Yeah, just pressure from that right side of the line, of the defensive line of Giles County. That would be the left side of our offensive line. 
So now probably going to be a throwing situation here, I, I would think. And uh, there's McCandless back to throw. He's got time. He's throwing over the middle to oh. Jace Hoth, and Jace drops it. But it didn't look like it was going to be a big pickup anyway, right? He, he hits him across the going across the middle right at the line of scrimmage. Or Maybe three or four yards at the most, Lee. At, at the original line of scrimmage. So that brings up third and 12 here with 6.24 to go until halftime. Well, again, no secret as to what Columbia is going to do. Third down and 14, they're going to have to put the ball in the air. Let's see if we can get a completion. Actually, they're going to say it's about third and 12, but – here we go. Big play for the Lions offense. Four wide, two receivers to the right, two to the left. Christian in the backfield on the left hit of Brady. In the gun, McCandless gets the snap, and he's throwing out to Kennard, and Kennard can't bring it in as the ball goes out of bounds here on the near side. That brings up fourth and 12, and another punting situation. Unfortunately, three and out for Columbia. <sighs> Well, if we had a some kind of play right here, but they, I know they know about Kennard's fake punts and how he rolls out to his right with this punt to see if it's open, but he's going to be running on the short side again this side, right. so probably not going to be uh, running the ball here. That's too risky. We've got to. Well, if he would take two steps to the right and maybe counter back to the left, there might be something there. Let's see what happens. But nope, he's going to punt it. A good punt. Another good punt. Gets Sizemore way back to the 25-yard lines where he gets it. And there's Eli Height trying to make the tackle. And they finally drag him down at the 44-yard line of the Bobcats. That's where they'll take over. They're going to mark him at the 45. But he was down. He, they drug him at least a yard. But they're going to mark it at the 45. That's where they'll begin their, their possession on offense right here. And Columbia needs a turnover. They need one in the worst way. Uh, Again, this is uh, not what we expected to see tonight. We thought Columbia would come out. They, they just leave. They seem a little flat tonight. I don't know. It's their, their body language. They're just they're not flying around like we're used to them seeing, you know. So, here we go. Here's Carden in the shotgun, and he's looking to throw here on first down, and he's got a man open, and he just overthrows him. Out here in the left flat, trying to reach Greg Gibson for the Bobcats, but just overthrown by Carden there, so that's second and ten. Ball is at the Bobcat 45-yard line on the right hash mark as they are moving right to left on your radio dial. Well, again, uh, really surprising Giles County threw the ball there considering how much success they've had running the football. We'll have stats from Terry here in just a little bit uh, as we're approaching the six-minute mark here in the second quarter, but here we go. They're going to spread it out again. Three receivers, two to the left, one to the right. This ball is going to McElroy. And there he goes, gets the handoff around the right side, and he breaks tackle, and he gets seven yards. Too easy. Just like that, around the right side. Nobody out there, and uh, that's going to make it. Maybe he got eight yards, so third down and two. Ball will be spotted at the inside the Columbia territory at the Columbia 40 seven-yard line. And Bryson Gordon, the fullback sophomore, is going to check back in the ball game here, look for him to be possibly in that eye formation. We saw him run that. Right up the middle. That up the middle or fake that dive and run that option. He got about 50 yards on their last time they ran it. Let's see what they do here. They're going to be in the gun. Here's Carden. Takes the snap. And the ball's on the ground, and he is snowed under and sacked way Ooh. back inside 
the, at the 46-yard line of the Bobcats. So the ball got fumbled when at, on the snap, and Shane Cobb and um, I'm trying to see who that is. That might have been uh, Malik Smith as well on that tackle. Well, it's going to force Giles County to punt, which is a great thing. J.C. Brown back to punt for Columbia or for Giles County. Back deep is going to be Justin Buckman. Columbia better pay attention here. We've yes. already seen some trickeration on right. the special teams tonight with that onside kick after the first touchdown. Right. Here's the snap. Here's the punt. He gets it away. A fairly, well, a good punt for, a good bounce for Columbia as uh, the Bobcats are going to down it at the 26-yard line. That's where Columbia will take over first and 10. So we finally got a stop, but that was thanks to the ball going on the ground, Clayton. That's so right. We've got to get something turned around here on offense and get away from these three and outs ourselves. So we'll see, we'll see what they have, what Tillman and Coach Hoth have got in store. Surely they've got something ready to do something a little different. Well, Heldahl goes in the ball game now. He's a speedster, speedster. Keep an eye on him. you got Blaine Davis lining up. Uh, out to the right as well with uh, Jace Hoth and Kennard to the left side of the field. So they're going to spread it out again here on first down. Oh, McCandless in the gun. He's looking to throw. Now right across the middle, and that looked like he got hit first by Kennard. The defender hit hit Kennard before that ball got there, but he did make the catch, a pickup of five on the yard. Maybe we'll call it five. It's a, it'll be second down and a long five to go for the first down as the clock continues to run here. Four minutes, ten seconds to go in the second quarter. Now they're stopping play. Timeout Time Columbia. Out Columbia. So we'll take a timeout with four minutes, nine seconds to go. The Giles County Bobcats are up 21 to nothing over Columbia Central Lions. This is Columbia Central Lions football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. You're listening to Columbia Central Lions football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. Once again, here's Lee Maddox. Second six, here's uh, McCandless in the shotgun, looking to throw down deep, and he hits Kennard over the middle, all the way across midfield, up to the 46-yard line of the Bobcats. A great catch by Stephen Kennard. He's continued to do that all year. A good pass from Brady McCandless. Clayton, that, that looked good. He threw a post route right where it had to be. Kennard used his big frame to go up and get that foot, football first and ten. Bobcats, And he was double teamed. Or, I'm sorry, the, first and 10 Columbia. Yeah, he was double teamed there and still pulled. He went up high and got that ball and brought it right down. A great, great play. Here's McCandless again looking to throw. He's being pressured in the pocket, but he breaks free and runs and almost gets another first down. He gets at least eight on the play. And what are they saying? Oh, I think they're wanting a flag on Lewis, but they're not going to call it. A little extracurricular after the play, but. Okay. We'll we'll be okay. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't see that again. <laughs> I didn't see that. So him him and one of those nose tackles have been going at it all night so far. So So a pickup of eight on the play. The ball is now down to the Bobcat thirty nine yard line. Here's McCandless in the gun. He's handing off to Biggers right up the middle. Biggers hit right at the line of scrimmage and pushes his way for at least three yards, maybe four, they'll call it, all the way down. They'll mark it at the 35-yard line where that's a pickup of the first down, what they needed to keep this drive moving. That's it. Get a touchdown here before the end of the half would be a huge swing of momentum. It'll get you back into the ball game. That clock's running. It is. 2.55, they need a score. But we need two scores. We need three scores. We do. (laughs) Giles County will get the ball start the second half as well. 
So here's McCandless. He's under center this time with uh, Christian Biggers five yards deep in the backfield. He's going to hand the Biggers to his left side. Biggers cuts back up into the middle, and not much gain there. A couple of yards, maybe three on the play. Was that a penalty flag we saw come in late uh, or not? Nope. I thought the back judge threw one. The crowd is reacting to something after every play. I don't know what it is they're seeing, but it's a lot of battling going on up front as we got a timeout Columbia. So as Columbia tries to mount a drive here before the end of this second uh, second quarter with 2.16 to go in the second quarter here in Giles County as they lead 21 to nothing over Columbia. This is Columbia Central Lions football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. And welcome back as McCandless under center pitches out to a new running back in the game this time and nowhere to run. Is that uh, Justin Buckman. Buckman taking the pitch? And he does pick up positive yardage, maybe two yards on the play. That's going to make it third and three, maybe a third and a long three, closer to four yards. The ball is spotted just inside the the Bobcat 30-yard line at the 29 with the clock running at 1.50 to go here in the second quarter in Giles County. Big play here. Definitely two-down territory if you're Columbia. Don't necessarily have to get all of it here, but get some of it for sure. Here's... McCandless in the gun. He's looking to throw, a quick throw to Kennard, and a great move by Kennard. He gets the ball, and he's all the way down to the end zone. Touchdown, Columbia. Yeah. A great, great pass and catch to get Columbia finally on the board. A great play because that play was set. I think that fooled a lot of uh, Giles County, but that yards after the catch that Kennard has that ability to do, that's what put him in the end zone. That's what happened was Brady got the ball, looked to his left, and then quickly back to the right side of the field and hit Kennard on a little bit of a hitch. He cuts it up the middle of the field towards the hash and gets into the end zone for the touchdown. Big touchdown there for Columbia with 126 to go here in the first half. Here's Patton for the extra point attempt, and the ball is up this time and hits the goal post and no good. Hits the left upright and bounces back into the end zone. So the score is going to remain 21-6 to with 126 to go here in the second quarter as uh, we've got timeout once again here on the field and telling you that this is Columbia Central Lions football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. This is Columbia Central Lions football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. So, Clayton, finally the Columbia Central Lions get on the scoreboard. Uh, that, that makes me feel a little bit better before Absolutely. right here at the end of the second quarter before halftime to get on the board a great play and catch, great pass and catch from McCandless to Kennard to get that touchdown. Here's the kickoff from Patton, and he's kicking it off deep. The ball is all the way down to the five-yard line. That ball's on the ground, and the running back is finally taken down after a pickup of uh, 15 yards there. He's going to get it up to the 20-yard line is where they'll start this drive with 151 to go here in the second quarter. We need to stop real quick. We don't have any timeouts to stop the to stop the clock. Got one. Got, got one timeout to stop it, but otherwise uh, we need to stop or a turnover. Would big be thing, the big thing is, Lee, we got to stop the run. That's, that's what we've struggled to do tonight so far, and uh, we just need to keep everybody in front of us, get out of this half, and readjust. Well, there's no doubt that the Bobcats have a, a multifunctional offense here. You never know what they're going to try, but 
they've been running quite a bit, but there goes McElroy. They're going to throw it again here on first down. They're looking to get more. He's throwing deep downfield, and that ball's going to be incomplete. Ooh, a deep pass downfield, and it was a battle between the English and the, uh, I believe that was Sizemore for the Bobcats as they battled up high for that ball, but they both kind of knocked it away to where each the other one wouldn't re- wouldn't receive that ball. Yeah, Columbia very nearly could have intercepted that pass, but good defense there, good coverage down the field by the Lions, and second and ten with one thirteen to go here in the second quarter. I would be shocked if they threw it again because if they throw it and it's incomplete, Stop Columbia can get clock. the ball back. Absolutely. Yeah. So Cardin's here under center, McElroy. In his backfield and that fullback right there, Harvey steps up. It is the handoff to the fullback, and he's met right at the line of scrimmage. Maybe a couple of yards on the pickup. It's going to be third and eight as the clock now goes under one minute here left in the second quarter here at Giles County High School. Yeah, there's about a 25, 26-second difference between the play clock and I would uh, call the, timeout because they're running the clock off. He's right probably here. gonna save it to stop it after this play, uh, which would force a punt, which you know, given where they're at, Columbia would have pretty decent field position. You might be able to take a couple of shots at the end zone. So down to thirty five seconds, ten seconds on the play clock. You'll see a timeout or should see a timeout after this play, as long as they don't yeah. get the first down. Yeah, so here's Carden in the shotgun. He's handing off to uh that's Sizemore and he's throwing back to Carden. Oh my gosh. And he is wide open. For, he throws back to Carden, and he is hit and picks up the first down all the way up to the, the Bobcat 33-yard line is where they'll spot the ball with 19 seconds to go. What a play. So he threw, threw over to his right to Sizemore. A lateral. And, uh, and Sizemore just sets up and throws it right back to the quarterback. Whew. Well... If your Columbia's defense keep everything in front of you right here, everything's got to be in front of you. Do not let anybody get behind you. Ten seconds on the play clock here. Trips to the right, one receiver to the left. 19 seconds. Here we go. Here's Carden in the shotgun. He's throwing for a middle screen. There's McElroy wide open, and he gets out of bounds all the way up to the 49-yard line of the Bobcats. Clock's going to stop at 12 seconds to go here in the, the second quarter, and that's another first down for the Bobcats. They still have two timeouts left here, Lee. Again, you mentioned they have a pretty decent field goal kicker. They're going to have to get at least 25 yards here to get in his range if you're the Bobcats. Again, Columbia, just got to keep everybody in front of you. Don't let anybody get behind you on the def- uh, defensively here. Same formation, trips to the right, one receiver to the left. Here's Carden in the gun. Ball at his own 49-yard line. There's a snap, and he's in the pocket being pressured. He goes down. Watson Harvey takes him down for the sack, and that's probably going to do it. Now they're no, going to take, they take a timeout. They're going to take a timeout. They did take a timeout with five seconds to go, but it, uh, a 10-yard loss on that play. He had plenty of time. He had to plenty of time, and, and uh, he just stood there like he was waiting on Harvey and the rest of the Lions to finally get to him and take him down. But a 10-yard loss, and uh, maybe we'll just stay right here yeah. as we're just five seconds away from halftime. Uh, hopefully this halftime we'll do some adjusting to a lot of different things that that uh, the Lions have seen and uh, somehow get our offense on track just like we did on that last drive. 
That's it. Uh, you know, again, uh, you got to give Giles County credit, though. Their their offense is pretty creative. Uh, they, they've already run a couple of things tonight that uh, we have not seen all year on film. And um, they're, they're a well-coached team. You, you, you can see it. And you got a, they've already got a 100-yard rusher, right, Terry? On, on the Che McElroy is already over 100. 145 yards. 145 yards yes, already. That's incredible. I'm telling you. 16 carries. Well, here, here's the situation. They got the ball at the 40, their own 40. They got 60 yards to get to the end zone. If you're Columbia, get in a prevent defense, get back, but we're going to line up. <laughs> 15 to 10 yards off the ball. And they're still coming up. Here goes a, a sophomore is throwing it to a wide open number four. Brown. That was Randolph. Brown. He had a – it was a, another trick play, of a handoff to Brown, and then he a, a wide receiver, and he throws it to another wide receiver. But that's going to end the first half as the Bobcats have – Done very well with 21 points on the board. Columbia has six. And we're going to go to halftime here. And you can stay tuned to TriStar Sports Live, Friday Night Live. You'll hear from J.P. Plant and all the folks with all the updates from all the other games. And hopefully, Clayton, we get back here, we'll get a different second half for Let's hope the so. Columbia Central Lions. So Absolutely. You're listening to Columbia Central Lions football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. listening to Columbia Central Lions football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. Once again, here's Lee Maddox. Welcome back, everyone, to Sam Davis Park in Pulaski, Tennessee, as the Giles County Bobcats are up 21-6 here at halftime as we conclude our halftime festivities. Uh, at least one team's back on the field right now getting warmed up, and uh, the Giles County Bobcats are headed that way as well. We're still just a few minutes away from kickoff. Well, Lee, I think we'll go over to Terry, who has some first-half statistics. Terry, take it away. Yeah, um, and these, are, of course, are totally unofficial. Uh, Sizemore, their return guy, has had three returns for 35 yards. Uh, the big plays have been the rushing plays. Uh, they've been led by Mr. McEl- Shane McElroy, I believe is his name. Uh, he's actually had 16 carries for 145 yards in the first half. 56 of that came on the very first play of the second quarter. Uh, he had a 25-yard run and a and a 15-yard run. Everything else has been four, three to four yards. So uh, he's been their big big horse, if you will. Uh, Gordon the uh, the tailback, if fullback, if you will, he's uh, he's actually only had 13 yards, but he did have that touchdown up the middle. Uh, J.C. Brown's had three runs for 14 yards, and uh, the quarterback Carden has uh, had three rushes for 29 yards. On the uh, receiving end, uh, they haven't thrown hardly at all. In fact, they only threw uh, five passes, and only one of them was complete, and that was to uh, Mr. Randolph. Uh, for 10 yards. Actually, Carden, uh, the quarterback, when they had that, they pitched out and he actually double pass, double pass a 20 yard reception for him. So those are for your Giles County team. Uh, Columbia, uh, rushing, uh, we've only had three guys actually touch the ball rushing. Uh, Biggers has rushed seven times for 42 yards. And one of those, the very first rush was 23 yards. So uh, McCandless has rushed four times for a total of 11 yards. And Buchanan has rushed three times uh, for a total of two yards. 
Uh, kickoff returns. Buckman. Yeah, uh, Justin yeah, Buckman. Buckman, I'm sorry. Yeah, I said Buchanan and, and Buckman. Uh, McCoy has uh, had two two kickoff returns for a total of 35 yards on one of them. And then uh, they kind of opened up right at the end of the of the half. Uh, McCandless was 0 for his first four. And then his last, his next three were complete for a total of 52 yards. And all of them were to Kennard, uh, which, again, totaling 52 yards. Which three, was, so three for seven. Three for seven. And Kennard received all three of them at the end for the for only touchdown. And uh, we've missed the extra point. Their kicker has been pretty well spot on. So. Yeah, he has. So we did attempt a field goal early in the game, uh, and that was blocked. That kind of kind of set the, the Shifted the, the momentum, right yeah, there. it really did. We took the ball, marked right downfield to about the 15 or 20, and then had the kick block. So that kind of turned everything around right off the bat. So hopefully the, the Columbia Lions have made some adjustments here at halftime, and both teams now are going back to their sidelines after warming up, and they're getting ready. And that canard coming into this game, he had had six catches for 122 yards. So let's hope we can get him even more involved in this offense. And also Christian Biggers at six yards a carry. Uh, if he needs we could, to touch it more. Yeah, he's going to have to touch it more, and they're going to have to make room for him. Uh, they're, they're doing some things on offense that we haven't seen, but hopefully but they haven't been too successful. I mean, completely successful. They, they got on track there in that last drive that they had and, and went down with a great pass and a great catch from McCandless to Kennard to get our only scoring here tonight. We've got to come up with scoring plays right away, but first we've got to be on defense as we're going to kick off to the Bobcats here to begin the second half. I tell you, Lee, uh, I mentioned earlier in the broadcast, I, I bet Lincoln County's probably here watching. In fact, you ran into Coach Lewis Thompson, who uh, folks familiar to the broadcast know we usually interview him every time we play Lincoln County, and we always get a good Bear Bryant story. Uh, yeah. But good to know that Coach Thompson's out here tonight and uh, doing well. Yes, doing he well. is doing well, and he's uh, scouting uh, this game for for Lincoln County. Couldn't as, ask uh, for a better scout. That's right. As Lincoln County will come to Columbia to play next week. Their game uh, canceled tonight at Spring Hill because of the shutdown at Spring Hill High School for two weeks. And uh, so we'll see. We're getting Max Patton gets the ball placed on the tee at the 40-yard line. They're going to be kicking off from left to right here on your dial as we're set to begin the second half of play, and here is that kickoff. little sky kick. Short kick. Uh, Brown takes it at the 32-yard line. He breaks one tackle up to the 41-yard line before he's brought down by Joseph Whaley. I'm sorry. Joseph Whaley makes that tackle, makes that stop, and the Bobcats will take over. Pretty good field position to start this second half at their own 41-yard line, leading in this game 21-6. Well, here we go. Columbia defense can really get us back in this ball game here if we can get a three and out, get the ball back with some def- decent field position. But Giles County is going to start at the 41, two receivers to the right, one back in the backfield and next to the quarterback, and that up back again, up by the line. Here's Carden handed off to McElroy right up the middle, and he's met hard by Watson right just as he crosses the line of scrimmage. Maybe a pickup of two on the play, and that will bring up second and eight. They'll spot the ball at the 43-yard line. You just wonder how aggressive 
Uh, Giles County is going to be here in the second half. Uh, first half, they, they were they were rather aggressive. They threw a lot of stuff at the Columbia defense to think about, a lot of trickeration. Yep. Here we go again, back in the I formation, tight end to the left, two receivers to the right. Carden under center, takes the snap, handing it off to McElroy right up the middle, and he's met again right at the middle by uh, Harvey Watson, Demetrius uh, McCoy and Antoine Moore hit him for only a yard pickup on that play. So the ball he marked at the 45-yard line, the Bobcat 45-yard line. They've got to get it across midfield to the Columbia 49 for the first down as it's now third and six, clock running, under 11 minutes, just getting underway here in the third quarter. Watson Harvey checks in for Shane Cobb defensively for Columbia as Giles County is going to make some substitutions as well. Ten on the play clock. That was Whaley that came in. Was it Whaley? Linebacker, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Whaley's in at linebacker along with Harvey and Demetrius McCoy. And here's Carden in the shotgun looking to throw it, but he got tipped. Antoine Moore tips it, but falls incomplete. That could have been intercepted right there. Antoine Moore, once again, that's his specialty is to tip that ball or to – that's what we need to see. Yeah, he got his hands up right in the passing lane and deflected it. Ball hung up in the air for a while, nearly intercepted by the Columbia defense, but that's okay. We're going to get the ball back here as they're going to have to punt the ball fourth down and six from the 45. Again, I always say, look for the fake kick. That's it. Be careful. You've got to be ready on this every time, especially with Giles County. You never know what they're doing. Size, uh, J.C. Brown back to punt. He gets the snap and almost blocked, but a great punt. And Buckman, oh, Oh, he touched it. And he finally fell on it at inside the 10-yard line, but uh, that ball got away from him and uh, uh, bounced up and touched him on the leg, so he had to cover it immediately. He was going to let it go, I think. That, that would have been a disaster. Oh, yeah. so the, we're going to start our first drive here in the second half in the third quarter just inside our own 10-yard line with 10.25 to go. Giles County leading again 21-6. to six as McCandless brings his team to the line, three receivers to his right. He's in the shotgun with Biggers on his left hip. Now Davis goes in motion to his left. And here's the snow, a flag. Guard, start. Guard. Uh, you can hear the coaches in the booth next to us. A guard jump for Columbia. It was either Sidlowski or Brooks. Is Brooks in there, Lee? Did we see? He is in there. Okay. Brooks was is playing both ways, and he hadn't played in a couple of weeks, so he was a little, a uh, little gassed in that first half from getting back into regular playtime here. But he is back in at left guard, and that backs us up to inside the five yard line. Very dangerous right here, first and fifteen, as Columbia gets started on this their drive. Hand off to Biggers up the middle, nowhere, nowhere to go, no room at all. Uh, he is snowed under, barely makes it back to the line of scrimmage. Might have got a half yard. That's going to make it second and, again, 15 for Columbia deep in their own territory. Yeah, Brady had his heels on the goal line that last play, being backed up so far deep in their territory. Need to try to get us a little bit of room just in case we have to punt the ball. You you don't want to be standing back in the end zone having the punt. Here we go, Columbia with the tight end to the right, two receivers to the left, one to the right is Hildalgo with Biggers in the backfield. Here's McCandless under center, handoff to 
Biggs up the Biggers up the middle and not much going there as well, but they're pushing and forcing, get across up to the 10-yard line, back to the original line of scrimmage. So a pickup of five on the play after a lot of pushing forward to get Biggers that positive yardage. So that brings up third and 10 now at the back at the original line of scrimmage, just right at the 10-yard line for Columbia. Important third down conversion right here is needed to keep this drive going to get us back even more in this game. McCandless going to be in the gun this time with Biggers on his right hip. Two receivers to his right, two to the left. Here's McCandless rolling to his right, looking to throw, and he's throwing downfield, looking for Jace Hoth. Throws it out of bounds, but uh, incomplete. So it's going to bring up fourth and ten, another punting, punting situation for the Lions. Yep, and unfortunately, Kennard's going to be back deep in his end zone. Got, I don't even know if I'd do the rollout here, Lee. I think I might just do a traditional punt just to make sure we don't get it blocked. And it's going to give Giles County great field position. So, really, the, the false start kind of just backed them up to begin with, and, and they and, never could get on track. And there. the mishandle on the punt return, too, was, yes. was really big. Yeah. So, here's Kennard and in, in his own end zone, and he kicks from the – from the goal line and a pretty good punt. And oh, and Sizemore gets the ball at the 50-yard line. Ball Ball's free, loose. But it's out of bounds. So Sizemore got the, got the punt, uh, a high snap, and Harvey Watson is down with an injured knee, it looks like. Ah, he's had knee issues in the past. Watson Harvey. Yeah. Watson Harvey is down right now, and we're going to take a – an injury timeout here, and hopefully we can get back on track here and get uh, get Watson Harvey taken care of. And, and we're telling you that this is Columbia Central Lions football and the TriStar Sports Radio Network. Making them repunt. They're going to repunt this ball, but uh, good news is is that Watson Harvey walks off. Uh, to the sideline on his own power, so that's good news to see there. Where, where, but, where, where's the punter? I'm not sure what's. What's going where, where, on? Where here? is the punter? We need to. Oh, here he comes. Here comes somebody. Well, at least the play clock's just now starting, so he's got time to get in there. I don't think he knew that. Uh, I don't think. I don't yeah. think anybody's known what what was going on here. But Canard's back at the goal line. We're going to punt again, and there's the punt. A pretty good high punt, but not quite near as far. It lands at the 45 yard line. Takes a bobcat bounce, and they're going to spot that ball at. The Columbia 47-yard line looks like – no, he's going to put it at the 45-yard line is where that ball was touched, and uh, that's where Giles County will take over. A little bit better, they would have had it on the, the Columbia 40-yard line right. maybe on that previous punt. I'm still not sure what happened. I'm thinking that had to be a penalty on Giles County for Columbia to want to re-kick it. I don't see why Giles County would want Columbia to re-kick that ball considering they would have it at the 40. So had to be a penalty on the Bobcats. Regardless, Giles County with great field position here at the Columbia 45. Here's Carden in the gun. He's looking to throw, to throw a quick pass to to that J.C. Brown, and he picks up a good bit of yardage, eight yards on that reception. Down to the Columbia 37-yard line is where they'll spot this ball. It'll be second and two, 8-15 and counting here in the third quarter as Giles County back on the move again on the, on the Columbia side of the field. 
as Carden is now going to go under center with an eye formation. Tight end to the left, two receivers, one on each side of the field. Here's a handoff to McElroy right up the middle, and he breaks to the outside. My goodness He's gracious. Uh, Natty, and he fights his way and pushes his way over past the first down marker, and that's going to be a first down again for Giles County, a pickup of four on the play as they'll spot the ball now at the 32-yard line of Columbia. Well, you know, Columbia had to make some adjustments at halftime, which you saw them stop the run on that first series for Giles County. Giles County gets the ball back in their first play. They throw the football. So a little bit of a chess game going on here between the coaching staff. So let's see what they do here on first and 10 from the Columbia 32. Here's Carden in the gun. He gives to McElroy right up the middle, and he's met by Sidlowski right at the line of scrimmage. No gain. Uh, Maybe great pick up there. And that, is that Harvey back in? No. That's Whaley, Joseph Whaley, the sophomore linebacker that's in right now for Watson Harvey. Well, substitutions here for Giles County offensively. They're going to bring Brown back in at wide receiver along with number 17, Gage Gibson. They're going to bring the fullback out, so expect the pass here if you're the Columbia defense as they're going to probably spread the field again, uh, Will Giles County, with 7.15 to go here in the third. Second and 10, and they're, they're content to – run as much clock yeah. as they would like to here in this drive. Here's the jet sweep. No, a fake jet sweep straight to McElroy right up the middle, and he's up for 20 yards on the carry right up the middle after they fake that jet sweep to Brown. Misdirection. McElroy goes right up the middle and um, all the way down to the 13-yard line now of Columbia as they're threatening once again. What they did, they brought the man in motion on the jet sweep. They faked it, made the Columbia defense shift or kind of favor that left side, handed off going back to the other side, goes Giles County. And as you mentioned, Lee, down inside the red zone to the 13, first and 10 Bobcats, 635 to go here in the third quarter. This is a big drive for both teams. So here's Cardin under center, and there's an offsides. Looks like to me on Columbia, I think that's what they'll call offsides on that defensive front as they jumped a little early. So five free yards for the Bobcats. Takes it down to the eight-yard line of Columbia. They look like Michael Johnson in their right tackle defensively for Columbia as Carter Sidlowski is going to check in the game now on defense for the Lions. First and five is the – is the set here with uh, six minutes under six minutes and five seconds to go. Wildcat. And Brown is in the Wildcat formation. J.C. Brown, the wide receiver, and he takes the snap, direct snap, running around his left side, and he's in the end zone. Touchdown, Giles County. Well, you knew, you, you saw it pre-snap. They had him in at quarterback. They just ran a, a, just an off-tackle play to the left to the short side of the field, and Brown's able to take it in from 13 yard, or eight yards out for the touchdown. Not a, not a, not, this is not what you wanted if you're Columbia, to say the least. So they line up now to attempt the extra point as Giles County strikes first here in the third quarter. Right now, 27-6. Here's the extra point attempt, and it is good with 5.56 to go. The Giles County ups their lead now to 28-6 over Columbia with 5.56 to go in the third quarter. 
You're listening to Columbia Central Lions football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. You're listening to Columbia Central Lions football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. Once again, here's Lee Maddox. Welcome back to Sam Davis Park here in Pulaski, Tennessee, as the Giles County Bobcats are having their way, at least right now, over the Columbia Lions, leading now 28-6 after that touchdown. And here's the kickoff afterwards. And that ball's wow. going to go way deep oh, to no. Hidalgo to the four-yard line. He picks it up, and he's going to get going to get tackled, makes it back to across the 15-yard line, right at the 15. That's where Columbia will start once again on offense. Uh, not in great territory, not in great field position right here. They need to somehow pick up a few first downs and flip this field. A- absolutely. You, 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 you were saying exactly what I was about to say. We have got to move this football. We've been backed up here on our first two opening drives of the second half. Again, just... We don't look like we're in sync. We look we look flat. Body language looks flat. We we really got to get pick it up here and pick up the intensity. We need a special play. I formation. First this, time we've seen it all night, yeah. Lee. <laughs> That's Blaine Davis at the fullback position with Biggers behind him. He hands off to Biggers right up the middle. Biggers breaks a tackle across the middle and up ten yards on that carry right up the middle. That's what we want to see. Absolutely. It, it looks like our offensive line, or especially our our, well, the whole offensive line looks like they should be able to manhandle that defensive front of the Bobcats, and they proved it. They could do it right there. It's so much easier to run between the tackles out of the eye formation. You're running downhill. When you're in the shotgun, handing it off to your side, you're not getting that same momentum or push that you're used to. You just got to wonder. You hope it's not too late for us to, uh, you know, to abandon the running game and having to throw the ball. Here's McCandless handoff to Biggers again right up the middle, and he's turning his way for a couple maybe uh, a lot of extra play going on here no no flags uh, oh. I'm not sure what oh. what we're asking for the, the Columbia team we got to be is, careful is saying that's Sidlowski down is now down on the field looks like he might be hurt and the Columbia players were kind of signaling to the referees that's not Sidlowski no it's like a cramp. Yeah. yeah, thank goodness. That's a cramp. But the Columbia players were motioning to the referees to, where, like, where's the flag, meaning some kind of maybe personal foul or uh, continued play after the whistle, but no no foul. But uh, And I can't make out the number of who who is down. It's one of our – Interior uh, be Mike Johnson. It could be Mike Johnson right there. From, or, or Jordan Brooks. I don't think it's Jordan. He's not – But maybe – it could be. Might be he's, 68, yeah. Okay. He's down, if it's 68, that's yeah. Jordan. He's played a lot tonight, as you mentioned, Lee, on both sides of the football. It's humid outside. Don't get me wrong. It's a, And especially having to play both sides of the football, it's going to wear you out. And Jordan, again, has been out for a couple of weeks because of that COVID protocol uh, that he had been exposed to from a, a classmate at Columbia Central. So, this is his first action back, really since well, since the Spring Hill game. That's right. Uh, it's been and, and to just step back in it, it's hard to get in game shape um, after being out for for two weeks and, and then just jumping right back in it. But uh, it's twenty twenty. It's just kind of what we've had to deal with all year in this crazy, crazy year. 
Well, they're still attending to Jordan Brooks. We believe it is on the field. Uh, looks like it's only hopefully a cramp, but uh, we'll take a break here, an injury kind of timeout, and that you're listening to Columbia Central Lions football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. And welcome back to Sam Davis Park in Pulaski, Tennessee, as uh, uh, Jordan Brooks is helped off the field. Looks like a cramp. They've got him on the sideline working him here. And so here's Columbia's second and eight ball spotted at the 28-yard line of Columbia. And a lot of movement and motion going on. But here's McCandless, ah. and there's, there's a false start by the offensive line. Talonor. Yeah, it was the right tackle, Lee. Just, just a bit of a jump there. and. Yeah. Unfortunate that uh, we're backed up five more yards now. The ball will be spotted at the 20, right at the, uh, just across the 25-yard line of the Lions as they now face second and 13. 4.35 to go here in the third quarter. Here's McCandless, handoff to, no, a fake to Biggers and throws to Jace Hoth across he the middle, it. but he dropped it. Uh, just a little high. That ball was from McCandless to Hoth uh, down the left side of the field. And that's a play they like. It's, it's a read option with the, with the tailback. You run the tight end on a hot route from the left side, and you, it's literally you fake, the, you fake the give, you look, and you throw it. And, uh, yeah, Jace was all alone, just unfortunately could not, could not make the catch. Yeah, he had got, got behind the defender. Mm-hmm. He could have took it in stride. He would have been gone. Third and 13 now, ball at the 20. Two-yard line of Columbia. As McCandless under center, he's handing off to Biggers up the middle, and Biggers breaks one tackle, but that's it. So picks up maybe a couple of yards on that play. and uh, I, that, I, I'm, I'm not really sure what we're doing there on third and 13, and we're running the ball. I mean, we need to be running the ball in early downs. But there's four minutes to go in this third quarter, and we're down three scores. We have got to throw the football on third and long. So, Kennard in the punt formation at 4th and 11. Ball at the 24-yard line of Columbia. Sizemore back at his 40, awaiting the apparent punt from Kennard. Kennard gets the snap, rolling to his right. There's the punt. Line drive punt. It's going to hit and bounce. The Columbia bounce all the way down to... The 31-yard line is where the Bobcats will take over first and 10 with three minutes, 30 seconds to go. They're leading the Lions 28-6 to here in Pulaski, Tennessee. Lee Maddox and Clayton Harris, Terry Wilcox here to bring you the broadcast and hopefully a, a defensive turnover right here is what we need. Yes, it is. At uh, least a three and out. A three and out. We, Time is going to be an issue here before long. 3.30 to go here in the third quarter. Got to get something going. So I'm, I'm assuming they're going to try to, well, we've seen they just, they're unconventional. They're so keeping us off balance for sure. Car, ball, he's faked to McElroy, and uh, Carden keeps it himself around the right side. He gets minimal yardage. Well, actually, he's gonna, they're going to give him five yeah, yards. That was a read option. It was a great fake by the quarterback to pull that ball out of the halfback's body and take it himself right up the middle in the A-gap and, Able to get, like you said, Lee, a, a de- deceptive five yards on the play. Yeah. 
Well, second and five, here's Carden. He's going to run it again himself, and he's got the first down and then some flag. all the way to midfield. We've got a flag on the line there. of scrimmage, though. That could be an illegal formation. Let's hope. May not have had enough men on the line of scrimmage. A great pickup there on second down. Got the first down and then some uh, all the way to midfield. But here's the call. Illegal shift. Illegal shift on the Bobcats. We will take it. That's going to bring it back to second and ten. ten. Oh, they're going to. I guess a a ten-yard penalty, right? It's only a five. I guess they're they're, uh, going to be about ten and a half yards or eleven. I guess they're only going to say he got about four on that first play of the drive. But, yeah, it's a, a legal shift's a five-yard penalty. That's what I thought. But. Yeah, because they were at, the, at about the 35. Okay, they're at the – The quarterback got five on that first carry. Remember? Yeah, they're at the 31 now is where they'll spot the ball. It'll be second and 11, maybe right at 10, a long 10. Carden under center oh, – no, excuse me. Carden's in the shotgun. He takes a – Pitch and takes it and gives it to McElroy right up the middle on a misdirection play, and he's picked up after a couple of yard gain, maybe three yards on that play. It'll be at the they'll spot it at the 34. This is going to be a huge third down right here, third and eight. Clock running with 2:15 to go here in the third quarter. They need to stop them right now, absolutely, to get this ball back and to try to keep some somewhat of a. Out of better field position. Absolutely. Both drives for Columbia in the second half have started inside their own 20. If they can hold them right here, I feel good about where we'll start after the punt. They're going to spread it out, though. Two receivers to the right, two to the left. Ball on the left hash. Tailback next to the quarterback in the backfield. Here's Carden in the gun. There was movement up front. I didn't see it. There's a flag. Somebody moved early. I can't. Oh, false start. Yes. Bobcats. The guy in the slot on the right there moved. He was two yards off. Downfield when they hiked the ball. Well, and it looked like there was movement right in the middle as well. Yeah. So that's going to back the Bobcats up five more yards, and that'll make it a little a little tougher to convert this third down. Gives us a better chance to stop it. You would oh, think another penalty. Another Where did that flag come from? The, the official is sideline warning. Sideline warning. Yeah. But is that a flag? Don't they just give a warning? It's, a, it's just a warning. I know it's an unsportsmanlike conduct. Oh. What? So. That had to come from the Columbia bench. Yep. Yeah, because the That's official. Coach Hoth is talking Coach to one of the officials what? right now. Wow. That's one way to get a first down. Golly. To give them a first down. I'll have to, at the end of the quarter, go get an explanation as to what that call was. But somebody said something on the Columbia sideline. Yeah, because the official right over there by the marker guys, he threw the flag right away and ran out to the center. That's a shame. So, ball now all the way up to the 44-yard line of the Bobcats. And a, a fake to McElroy, and the quarterback keeps around the right side, and he is taken down after a five yard pickup on that play. Uh, or at least four, a pretty good, pretty good gain on first and ten, and now second and five yard line. Five, second and five ball is going to be spotted at the Bobcat forty-nine yard line with a minute ten left here and clock running in the third quarter. You're seeing a lot more read option. We didn't see that a whole lot in the first half where the quarterback's reading the defensive end. He's either going to give it or pull it. Here's Carden. He's handing off to J.C. Brown on that. Jet-type sweep around the left side, and he picks up 
Third, or picks up six, seven yards on the play, and that's for a first down. And that's considered a pass. He tosses it forward. Yeah, it goes as uh, passing yards, which is unbelievable. But it's very smart because we've mentioned it before in the last couple of games. If the ball's fumbled or dropped on that exchange, it's an incomplete pass instead of a fumble. You're seeing a lot of teams, not only in college but in high school, picking up that that play is pitching it forward instead of actually handing it off. So the Bobcats are just uh, content to continue to let this clock run. It's, they better uh, hurry. They only got five on the play clock. Yep. And in the Wildcat, twenty-five left in the quarter, and there's a timeout for the Bobcats. So, with twenty-five seconds to go here in the third quarter, the Bobcats are up twenty-eight to six over the Columbia Central Lions. This is Columbia Central Lions football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. First and ten here in Giles County as Giles County has the ball just uh, the last few seconds of the third quarter. Here's J.C. Brown taking the direct snap. He's run out of bounds after a pickup of four on the play. Uh, and look at there. No, that's Whaley and Hoth on that tackle. I was I looked over on the sideline. I still see on the bench sitting down over there after the injuries is Watson Harvey and Jordan Brooks. They're still on the bench over there for Columbia. We're missing Harvey here at this at his middle linebacker position. So second and six is uh, the clock stop with the out-of-bound play. 21 seconds to go here in the third quarter. Carton under center, under the eye formation, handoff to Bryson right up the middle. He picks up two yards, and that's probably going to wind us down for this third quarter as uh, it's going to be third and four. Now ball spotted at the 36-yard line of Columbia. Well, we got to do something here in the fourth, Lee. Got to, got to, got to do something. Got one more quarter, one more chance. Hopefully, we can get things turned around. And I'm uh, as we end the third quarter, tell you that we'll be back with the fourth quarter action as you're listening to Columbia Central Lions football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. This is Columbia Central Lions football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to Pulaski as Giles County and the Columbia Central Lions begin fourth quarter play as Giles County is up 28-6 to over the Columbia Lions. And they've got the ball third and four. Ball is at the Columbia 36-yard line. Need a stop right here. I'm sure they're in two-down, four-down territory here that they'll uh, try to make this first down even on fourth if they don't get it right here on third. And here's Carden in the shotgun. McElroy on his left hip. He's handing off to him. McElroy over the right side, right up the middle. And he's got his first down, down to the 30-yard line as Natty has to come up to make the stop. Again, another first down for Giles County. Terry, how many possessions has Columbia had this half? Is it two or three? This half? Mm Mm-hmm. I think it's two. Yeah, I think I it's two. So, yes. it, it, that's just unbelievable. Yes. Had, and both of them, the uh, kicks got bobbled, if you remember. They started from their own. Inside their own 20. Their own five, I think, and their own 15. So here they are, first and 10, Giles County at the 30-yard line of Columbia. Handoff to, no, he keeps it, and he is snowed under. Maybe gets a yard on the play or right back to the line of scrimmage. It'll be second and 10 as Antoine Moore on the tackle. And, Lee, that's really the first time we've called his name a whole lot tonight. Um, you know, Antoine's, uh, you know, he's, he's always going to be double teamed or they're always going to try to put a tight end on his side because of what he can do. 
uh, defensively, but that was a great play right there by Antoine. Second and ten, that's what you need. You need minimum yardage on first down if you're the Columbia defense where it's not so easy on second and third for the Bobcats. Here's Carden in the gun, and he hands off to – no, he's keeping it himself, fakes to McElroy, and he tries to go over the right side. Sidlowski meets him just uh, two yards on the pickup. So that'll make it third and eight. They'll spot the ball at the 28-yard line of Columbia. Yeah, this is definitely too deep for a field goal. You're looking at 46 yards or so. Uh, this, like you mentioned before, could be four-down territory if you're Giles County. And they're content to run that clock. They are. That's for sure. They are, for sure. So here's Carden in the gun. Looks like he's going to be throwing this ball, throwing it quick, a quick pass to McElroy, and McElroy jumps over one tackle all the way down inside the five-yard line. Uh, just missed a, a good block for the Bobcats over here just to open up a lane for him down the right sideline, and McElroy takes the quick little short uh Short pass to the flat and goes all the way to, are they at the one? At the one. They're at the one-yard line. Just a little flare out of the backfield to the to their halfback. The inside receiver went out and made a great block on the corner. They gave him the alley down into the one. Now we're back in the smokestack, guys, Giles County. There's Carden to McElroy, and he walks into the end zone. Another touchdown for the Giles County Bobcats. That makes it 34-6 to six now with 9.42 to go here in the fourth quarter, awaiting the extra point attempt. Oh, oh I mean, there's this. Kind of takes my breath. Yeah, there's really not a whole lot to say. I mean, this is shocking. I mean, I, I, um, you know, Columbia has just, they have just, they have come out flat tonight. They started out that way, yep. and they've just remained that way, and I, Kind of thought it would be just the opposite game that, you know, wasn't even on the schedule. Against a 3A team. Yep. There's the extra point attempt, and it is good. That makes it 35 now to 6. Giles County all over the Columbia Lions at this point with 9.42 to go in the fourth quarter. You're listening to Columbia Central Lions football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. This is Columbia Central Lions football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. Hidalgo takes that kickoff at the goal line, and he's all the way up to almost the 40-yard line. So a great return, a great start here for Columbia if they can just get on track with this offense. But a great return from Adrian Hidalgo there to begin this drive for the Columbia Central Lions. They're down 35-6 to with 9.33 to go in the ballgame. They're going to spot the ball at the, their own 39-yard line where they'll have it first and 10 and we got to get we got to get points on the board here we, somehow. We, we have we have to, and then probably an onside kick or two. Uh, yes, we, we got to get some points quickly. Here's McCandless in the gun. He fakes to Buckman. He's looking to throw. He's being pressured out of the pocket, running to his right. He's now going to take off running, and he is uh, hit. Uh, flag on the play. Yeah, he's hit uh, out of bounds to stop the clock, but a flag on the play. And that doesn't maybe look too well for Columbia. Could be a hold or a block in the back. Yeah, that's what that's going that's to be. About where it was situation in the field looked like it. I'll let one of y'all tell the number. Uh, <laughs> I, I saw it. I didn't want to say it, but I saw it. <laughs> it looked like number sixty-five, Lewis. I, I didn't see it, but that's what they're called. Oh, oh no! Hey, I that's know. what they were blocking him in the back. 
illegal hands, uh, illegal block, wow. or illegal, you know, a push to I've the back. I've never seen a block in the back on the defense, but we'll take it. Yes, and it was Lewis on the ground, and that's where they threw the flag. So Ten yards from the – That's a yeah. first down. Yeah, at Move midfield. The sticks. Midfield now, first and ten for we'll Columbia. It. After McCandless was – was trying to throw on that play, and he took off running around the right side. And, and Coach, got, Coach O'Connor wants an explanation down here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he does. Yeah. yeah. All here, right. So here let's go. Here, let's let's get something going here. Keep it going. First and ten, nine twenty-five to go in the game. McCandless in the shotgun. That's not Biggers in there. I'm trying to – that Buckman, I guess. There's a pass to Hoth, and it's complete all the way down. And wait. Yep. Is it, is, it is yeah, complete. Dropped, yeah, complete to the 38. I'm looking at this other official here, and I was thinking he was calling something else for fixing to. But, yeah, all the way down to the 38. So, a great pass and catch from McCandless to Hoth to pick up another Columbia first down. We need to be on the ball. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we, we, let's, we, let's call the play from the line. Yeah, we're huddling right now, but we have to pick up the tempo. I think we need to no huddle. But here we go. McCandless now uh, in the shotgun. Buckman on his right hip. And he's looking to throw a little screen over here to the left side to Hidalgo. Hidalgo breaks one tackle and makes another one, pushes forward about a six-yard pickup on the play as that will make it second down and four from the Bobcat 32-yard line. The clock is going to run, so we need to be getting a play in and let's get a touchdown real quick. We, we used to have an uh, offense called NASCAR, which you literally lined up on the line of scrimmage, you called the number out on the sideline, you look at your wristband, and you go. Right now, they're taking way it, too it, much it, time. This is not NASCAR. I mean, the play clock's down to 10 seconds. Yeah. Here's McCandless in the gun. Buckman on his left side. Three receivers to his right as they're moving right to left on your dial. Here's McCandless looking to throw, but he hands off to Buckman up the middle. Buckman breaks one tackle. Skitter steps around another one, still on his feet. And he's got his first down as they'll stop the clock to mark that first down uh, with the markers. And he goes, they're going to spot it at the 24-yard line of the Bobcats. So, again... We need to be on the ball running a play. Yep, yep. Clock, clock's running, play clock's running. 8-12 to go, 25 on the play clock, and we're still huddled. Ball on the left hash at the 24. Now Columbia breaks the huddle with 20 on the play clock. First and 10, McCandless in the shotgun. Buckman on his right hip. Three receivers to his right. He's going to look to throw. He's in the pocket. He's got time. There goes the throw, and nobody oh, there. Man. And there's a penalty. There's a flag. That's going to be defensive interference, I yeah. believe, or holding one. Yeah, I believe no, he's, he's, showing, he's showing interference call there. Or no, he's yeah. just trying to holler out what he's going to call. But here's the referee, pass yeah. interference on the Bobcats. That's going to be an automatic first down for Columbia. Should give him the ball at the 14-yard line. And it stops the clock. Are they going further than that? They're going... The They're 12. going down to the 12-yard line. Be first and 10, Columbia at the 12-yard line. I'd be on the ball. They're going to start the clock, right? Uh, not as after, they get the not, chain set. Not after a defensive penalty. Okay. So here we are. It's first and 10 at the 12-yard line of Giles County as Columbia trying to get something on the board here in this second half. 
to, to somewhat get back in the game. Handoff to Buckman, a fake to Buckman, and Brady McCandless keeps the ball and goes down. He gets maybe back to the line of scrimmage, maybe a half yard on the play. So that will bring up second and ten, and clock still running. Yeah, I mean, Seven minutes, 30 seconds to go here in the fourth quarter. Clock is running, and it uh, doesn't look like a lot of uh, – not, not a lot of urgency. Not a lot of urgency on the behalf of Columbia. Well, they, had, they break the huddle. They had Buckman's way out to the right with one man on him. If he does a quick slant in, it's wide open. Here's McCandless under center. He pitches back to Buckman. Buckman around the right side. He's got some room. He's got. He looks like he's, he's going in. into the end zone. Touchdown, Columbia. So, finally, something positive in this half. They finally get on the board. It makes it 35-12 to 12 with 7.03 remaining, pending the extra point attempt try by Max Patton. Well, I think if you're Columbia here, you only kick the extra point. Don't worry about the two yet. You can make that up somewhere down the line. But if you are the Columbia Special Teams unit, get ready for an onside kick. I agree. There was offsides on... The Bobcats, and they didn't throw it, did they? No. I mean, they jumped. Oh, no. They jumped. Now we got some other penalties after the play. And that's – what did he call? Uh-oh. Did he just uh, he made, he made Sidlowski this, out of the game? I think so. Or somebody. Yeah, I believe that's so. He, he took his helmet off, so he's done. It's been chippy in that interior all night. Uh, we talked about it in the first half. But if if somebody was ejected, somebody threw a punch. I saw movement on that on the play from Giles County. Looked like to me they were offsides, and there never was a flag. So here's the call. Personal foul on Columbia. Yep. And the ejection. And that means a one game suspension for next week against Lincoln County. So. And I'm assuming that's Carter Sidlowski. They got into some heated arguments. They've been battling uh, that offensive line, defensive line. Both sides of the ball have been battling one another pretty strong the whole night. And unfortunately, whatever happened, it uh, they saw it on uh, Carter's side. And I know Lewis was Lewis Maddox was involved in that as well. But uh, it looks like Sidlowski has been ejected from the game. Looks like he's headed to the locker room right now. And now they're going to have to move the ball back to the 25-yard line to kick in the time that you need an onside kick. Oh, and, boy. And uh, Solowski on the night, of, uh, you've been paying attention to him. He's been laying out a lot of pancake blocks, putting the people in, running right to the plays over. It appeared the fellow that he took down that time uh, got up and, and kind of roughed him up a little bit, but he must have responded with a punch. It's the only thing that makes sense. Well, that's two. That's an unsportsmanlike conduct and a personal foul penalty here in the second half. We had a penalty on a player on the sideline uh, there in the third quarter, or actually early in the fourth quarter, uh, or actually late third. That gave Giles County a first down, and then at the end of that play, and I'm getting confirmation, Lee. That I'm was not, was it, Lewis? It was. Lewis is thrown out of the game. He was ejected. There's the onside kick, and Columbia picks it up. Columbia has recovered the onside kick. That's huge. I'm still 
kind of lost what happened here <laughs> uh, on the previous play, the extra point. We obviously missed the extra points, 35, or no, we made the extra point, uh, yes. 35 to 13. And here we have recovered an onside kick after kicking well, it off. They're, they're, uh, they're, they're still now. It looked to me it was uh, they're trying to, I guess, to determine if it went to 10 yards. I think that, yeah, I think that's what they're looking at. Yeah, if it got touched before. And my earlier, the onside kick from them right off the bat, I don't believe went 10 yards either. But Well, that first one, uh, we weren't even covering. No, it we, happened we, so fast. We had backed up. So, But, but it looked like it got uh, the kick off from the, was the 35 or, or the 40, and it, it was about eight, nine yards when one of their players touched it. But that's okay. Yep, they're going to call it. Yeah, illegal Golly. touch. Mm, mm, mm. Illegal touch, so uh, Giles County is going to be in business. They're going to get the ball, get the ball right touched. there, which is well inside Columbia territory at about the 35-yard line. It's, what is the? Uh, is there a penalty associated with that as well? Uh, it's just from the spot. From the spot. It's not, uh, Giles County will get the ball wherever so, it was touched prematurely. So it had to be about the thirty-four because yeah, he kicked about, off about eight or nine yards after from where he kicked it. We'll see where they placed the ball. Though. Yeah, they hadn't placed it yet. Are they going to re-kick? It looks like they are. Going to back them up even further. They're going to kick from the fifteen. Why would you not this just is, take it? I, I I don't know. That's a, that's a great question. This is um, incredible. Seven minutes, two seconds to go here in the fourth quarter. Well, they probably assume they're going to do it again, and so maybe they'll. Oh, they have, we have to. We have right. no choice. That's right. So the Bobcats are getting their. Yeah, they've got nine guys. Their receivers are sure-handed receivers up on that front line to try to. Uh, they're anticipating Max Patton to do an onside, another onside kick attempt here. So, guys, I'm a little flustered here. I, 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 <laughs> I don't know what happened. I can't wait to look I, at the film. I, I, I'm get, trying to get confirmation to now as to what they said he did. So Patton kicks away. He kicks it over there, over the head. That ball's free, and we got it. it. Sure Columbia, Columbia got that ball. <laughs> That was a pretty smart play because he kicked it over that front line. They had two front lines up there close to within that 10-yard uh, zone. He kicked and it in the gap. He kicked it over their head, and that ball just sat there, and I didn't see who recovered it, but uh, two or three Columbia guys were the first ones to get to it. Now let's see what we do offensively. It looks like Carter may be going back to center. He'll have to. Who will be the other lineman to come back in the game now? And he will not get to play next week? No. Oh, my gosh. There's got to be an appeal from a radio guy. How <laughs> can he not have him play against Lincoln County? Come on. Here's McCandless. Rolls to his right to throw. There's a man open. And that's Hildago, I believe. Can't make out. But, uh, yeah, that was uh, Adrian Hidalgo on the right side, a pickup of seven yards on that first down play. So, the ball spotted at the Columbia 49-yard line, second and three, 6.52 to go here in the fourth quarter. Smart move by Hidalgo to get out of bounds, stop the clock. Plenty of time here for Columbia to get down, get another score. And, again, 
You might, depending on how quickly you can score, it might not have to kick the onside kick. We'll Here's see. McCandless rolling to his left, looking to throw downfield. There's a man open, but intercepted. Intercepted. Steps right in front of the intended receiver, Hidalgo. That was uh, number six, Caleb Perry, the senior for the Bobcats, and takes the ball all the way back to midfield, almost midfield. They're going to spot it at their own 49-yard line as Giles County takes over on the interception. Brady just stared at him all the way down the field as he was rolling out, and it allowed the safety to come up and help the corner, and he stepped right in front of it and picked it off. Just not not what you wanted if you're Columbia. Like I said, he just stared down the receiver. It allowed the safety to read his eyes, and uh, just, you know, that, that's a killer for Columbia as Giles County is going to have great field position here with 643 to go in the ballgame. Smokestack guy. So here's Carden. A fake to all three oh, running backs, and he's open. wide open to Sizemore. Roman and that's a touchdown. That's a, that's, a, that's a smart play by Giles County. Everybody, even myself, thought they were going to run the football. They play action, get the fastest man on the field to run a post route, and he scores. 51 yards on that pass, on that pass from Carden to Sizemore to up the score now to 41 to 13 with 6.34 to go here in the fourth quarter, awaiting the extra point attempt by Giles County. This is shocking. I just, I would have never in a million years thought this would have happened. There's a snap and a kick, and it's good. So 6.34 to go here in the fourth quarter in Giles County as they lead now 42-13 to over Columbia. This is Columbia Central Lions football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. You're listening to Columbia Central Lions football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. Once again... Here's Lee Maddox. 6.34 to go here in the fourth quarter as uh, the Giles County Bobcats have just upped their lead to 42-13 to on a 51-yard bomb from Carden to Sizemore. Uh, Clayton, Terry, this was not the way we thought it was going to be. Absolutely not. The last time they played, did Giles County put 70 up? Yeah, they, they did. It was 70-28 to um, back in 2016, Coach Ho's first year. Tonight it's 42-13. Giles uh, County has not been friendly to the Lions the last two times they played. There's the kick, and uh, Hidalgo is going to take it at his eight-yard line, and not much going there. Gets back to the 19 is where he'll, he'll mark his forward progress, where Columbia will take over first and 10. And, you, and, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but you just wonder at what point do you get – Maybe, uh, you know, one of your younger guys, some experience at quarterback. Uh, not that Brady hadn't played well tonight. It's just uh, you're, you're down 29 points with 6.28 to go. You know, you might you might see something, somebody else, but looks like Brady's going to come back out here. Yep, McCandless in the, breaks the huddle, and uh, Buckman's still in there. Looks like Bigger's not going to be back. I'm not sure. Yeah. Sidlowski now taking over for Lewis Maddox at center. There's McCandless back to pass. 
A screen over here to the left side to Buckman. Buckman is met by all kinds of Giles County players, but uh, defenders. But he still picks up pretty good size yardage on the play, at least five anyway. Yep, 6-12 and counting. Columbia's got to pick up the tempo here. Let's see if they get on the line and, and run up. No, they're going to huddle. And, and now we got. Now Parker Bush is coming in for McCandless. To, yeah. To, so there's the white flag. It, it would appear so. So Parker Bush, the sophomore quarterback, takes over for the Columbia Lions here. Second and five ball at the 25-yard line. A pitch to Buckman around the right side. Buckman breaks a tackle and gets picks up his first down as he crosses right up to the 30-yard line where it'll be first and 10. Clock uh, stopped for the marking of the first down with 5.30 to go now here in the fourth quarter. Well, if you're Columbia, you got all your starters in the game except Brady now. You mentioned Biggers uh, not in the ball game. He was the player who got the unsportsmanlike conduct uh, earlier in the third quarter from the sideline. Um, but, um, I mean, at this point in the game, you're probably going to have to throw the ball a little bit if you want to try to get back in it. But under five minutes now, it's just not looking good for Columbia. No, it's not. Here's Bush under center and a give to Buckman around the right side, and he snowed under a loss of five on that play. Well... Second and 15, they're going to spot this ball at the 26-yard line of Columbia as the clock will continue to move now at four minutes, 30 seconds left here in the fourth quarter. Parker Bush in at quarterback. I believe we've got some uh, new uh, receivers in as well. And I'm not seeing who's in the backfield. We've got a new running back in the backfield. That Caden McCoy? It is. And he gets the pitch around the left side, and he's going backwards. Another loss of three on that play. That's going to be third and 18. Now, as the clock will continue to run, under four minutes, 350 and counting, as it'll be third and 15 from the Columbia 24-yard line. Well, third and long here. Uh, you know, you think you're gonna we're gonna have to throw the football. Um, He's got a lot of got a lot of new players here. The offensive line still that first team, but uh, a lot of new players in. A lot of young re- skill guys. Receivers, and he fakes the the run. Bush back to throw and throws it behind his intended receiver, number forty five. That was. Uh, Levante, Levante Addison, the sophomore. So that brings up fourth down, the punting unit onto the field for Columbia as the clock now approaching, or I guess the clock stopped, stopped on the incomplete pass. So 319 to go here as Columbia is going to be punting away, punting it back to the Giles County Bobcats. Kennard in to punt. Uh, some of the other players not sure if they're supposed to be in or not. But here we are. Here's Kennard to punt. 
And he gets it away, almost blocked. Pretty good punt. Gets a Columbia bounce down to the 40-yard line of Giles County where they'll take over first and 10 with three minutes, nine seconds to go. They're up 42-13 to 13 over the Columbia Lions. 112-41 to the last two times Columbia and Giles County have played. It's been the total score. And it's just, uh, you know, I think in 2016 we all expected it was going to be rough, but we did not expect to see what we saw tonight. So Giles County up to the line. Looks like they're still running a lot of their starters are still in the game, but now there's been timeout on the field by Columbia. Maybe they're looking to probably substitute a lot of players as well, maybe to get them some time in, some experience here in this game that has gotten away from us. Uh, 42-13, Giles County leads with three minutes, nine seconds to go here in the fourth quarter. This is Columbia Central Lions football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. This is J.P. Plant with TriStar Sports Radio. As I travel around southern middle Tennessee and north Alabama covering local and regional sports, sometimes both me and my car need a bit of refueling. Fortunately, there's always a Quick Mart convenience store nearby. Whether it's filling up with a cup of joe or grabbing a chicken tender sandwich with all the fixes. Yep, Quick Mart Convenience Stores gets me and my car to the next event. Stop in on your next road trip. Quick Mart Convenience Stores, proudly serving Shell gasoline. You're listening to Columbia Central Alliance football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. Once again, here's Lee Maddox. Welcome back to Giles County as uh, Giles County takes over uh, first and ten in here immediately. Link, <laughs> uh, the Columbia Lions jump off sides, gives the, the Bobcats five yards on the play. That'll mark it at their own 45-yard line, first and five with three minutes, nine seconds to go. They're leading 42-13 to 13 over Columbia. And a quarterback change for Giles County is Eric Goodnight is going to come in the game. Good night. Hands off, and uh, there he's met in the backfield. And, uh, uh, that's the best defensive play we've seen all night. Yeah, it really is. That's number 27 for the Lions, and that's uh, Matthias Ward playing at linebacker, no, defensive end, who comes in there untouched and makes that tackle. Six yards lo- six-yard loss on the play for the Bobcats. Well, they really don't care at the moment. They're just trying to run as much clock as they can. There's 15 seconds on the play clock, 235 and counting on the game clock. So, good night. Here is in at quarterback as they face a second and 11. Here's a handoff inside, up the middle, and good yardage on the play by number 18. Kamari Turner. Kamari Turner, a freshman. Uh, getting his first action of the night for the Bobcats and all the way up to the 48-yard line of the Bobcats. That makes it third and two, and we're approaching two minutes left here in the game as the Bobcats are in total control. And this will give Giles County their first on-the-field win of the season as their other win came from a COVID forfeit. And a handoff up the middle, first down, plenty of yardage on that one, a six-yard pickup, seven yards on the play as he'll get all the way down to the Columbia 45-yard line, clock down now at a minute 45 to go in the fourth quarter. Giles County taking their time, running the clock, 42-13 to 13 lead over Columbia Central. 
So here's Goodnight handing off up the middle again. A good hit by the defense. A lot of swarming there from those defenders. Uh, maybe a loss of a yard on the play. Number 18, Kamari Turner. Is the is the ball carrier and a host of lines there making that stop? Well, about two more. Well, actually, one more play will probably do it here at the brickyard. Something I, I, I hope we don't ever come back down here again. <laughs> yeah, everybody always wanting to. We ought to get this, keep renew uh, this rivalry. I, I know these I, guys down. I know these coaches. These coaches are from Lincoln County, and uh, they're always ready and scrappy. And there's a, a fake up the middle. Uh, Goodnight takes it on his own, and right up, he fakes the, the handoff and runs up the middle for 15 yards on the play. Another first down for Giles County. Don't tell me first downs they've had. Uh, tonight, as the clock will stop momentarily to, to mark the first down yardage, and there it goes. Now 40 seconds to go here in the fourth quarter. They'll have to run one more play, and that will do it. Yeah, I definitely agree. We ought to be playing this series. We lead, had the overall lead, 34-6 and two. Uh, the last two the just haven't been the, good. The, the last two have been atrocious. There's the handoff, and uh, Turner. Takes it across the 30-yard line down to the Columbia 26-yard line, and that's going to wrap it up here as the Bobcats of Giles County are going to be victorious over the Columbia Central Lions. And this final score here, as we tell you to stay tuned, we've got some stats coming up, and then obviously the Friday Night Live will be with you as well to carry you the rest of the night. As the final score here in Giles County, the Bobcats 42, the Columbia Central Lions 13. You're listening to Columbia Central Lions football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. Once again, here's Lee Maddox. And welcome back as the final score tonight. The Giles County Bobcats 42, the Columbia Central Lions 13. The, the Lions go down in a bad way tonight, a lot of bad things. Uh, Clayton, we, we looked at this from the beginning. They just looked flat from that very get-go. The Giles County got up very quickly in that first quarter, 21 to nothing, and they never looked back. They, they essentially dominated the game from start to finish. Uh, after that blocked uh, field goal in the opening drive for Columbia, it was all Giles County. Uh, they kept our defense off balance, and then defensively, uh, they, they just kept Columbia's offense at bay. Again, uh, just a, a struggle there for them. And, and in the third quarter in particular, Columbia only two possessions. Uh, and, and then, unfortunately, you have uh, some unsportsmanlike conduct penalties uh, from the Columbia bench. And then you had the ejection uh, there uh, from uh, the Columbia player uh, early in the fourth quarter. And it's just uh, kind of gone. It went downhill ever since. And uh, you got to give credit to Giles County. They just they outplayed us and uh, uh, just did a lot tonight that, that we couldn't answer. And uh, it's unfortunate. Uh, but Columbia better get it together because they got Lincoln County coming in next week for a huge region game. And uh, this is a Lincoln County team that came down here and got a win against Giles County. Uh, they got a running back that can run and throw the football. And they're going to have quarterback. To, yeah, yeah, they're quarterback. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah uh, quarterback. Uh, they can really run and throw the football. They didn't play tonight. 
they, they were supposed to play Spring Hill. They were here at the game. They have they were able to get a lot of uh, scouting in, and uh, it's going to be a challenge. We don't know what the health is going to be of some of the players who were nicked up in the game. Uh, and, uh, again, that offensive line is going to be a little different next week than what we had this week. So, Unfortunately, uh, it, it is. With the, Columbia goes now to falls to two and two on the season, and uh, we'll we'll and, and this wasn't a region game. That's the best thing about this this loss here that it was not uh, has any effect on the region play. Uh, but and then Giles County improves their record to two and one, and uh, we'll see. We, you know, the, a lot of things could happen here. We could continue to. Uh, go south with the way we're playing, but let's hope that this is a wake-up call. And you can tell that the team was just flat coming in here. Uh, hopefully they're going to uh, – the coaches still got them out on the field talking. They're finally wrapping up what he's telling them right now, and we'll find out. We'll hear from Coach later in Friday Night Lights. We'll get a, a quick comment from him here in just a little while. But right now, Terry, you've got some stats, and I really don't want to hear these stats, but uh, unfortunately that's what we need to – we, Columbia needs to hear these stats, right? You're exactly right. And uh, the first half it was dominant. I mean, the first half really what put them in. Uh, Mr. Uh, McElroy, uh, he had a, he actually had 145 at the half. He wound up, he only wound up with 182. They kind of bottled him up a little bit in the second half. He had one 20 yard run, uh, but he had 182 yards on 24 carries. And then uh, J.C. Brown had five rushes for uh, 31 yards. And then they had a few other guys. Uh, the quarterback actually wound up with 41 yards rushing uh, for Giles County. Uh, Passing-wise, uh, Carden was only five for 10. However, uh, he had 104 yards, and 72 of that came on the last two passes. He had that, that great big one down there for the touchdown. Uh, receiving. Uh, he had five different receivers and only caught one ball. So, uh, you know, it, so it, it was a matter of rushing for them. Uh, that was a whole tale. Columbia, there's not a whole lot of positives to take out of it. Uh, Christian Biggers only touched the ball 12 times, uh, seven in the first half, five in the second, for a total of 57 yards. And his longest run was his very first touch for 23 yards. Uh, Buckman come in late there and got 29 yards on eight carries. And then uh, passing-wise, McCandless uh, was 7 of 14 with one interception and 81 yards. And what was Bigger's stats? Bigger's stats was uh, 12 rushes for 57 yards. So that's uh, – That's tough. Yeah, that's not even uh, – just under five yards of carry. And then receiving, uh, again, the, the first half, uh, Kennard had those three receptions, including touchdown for 52. They only completed four passes in the second half. Uh, Hidalgo did have three catches late, but only for 18 yards. And Jason or Jace Hoth had one reception for 12 yards. So, uh, but it, yeah, it was a ball control. It seemed like by uh, Giles County, especially the first half, they just ran the ball and it was working. And Columbia wasn't able to stop the run. Mm. Unfortunate. Uh, so the dominating stats over uh, kind of shows the score: 42 to 13 as the the Bobcats of of Giles County get it done here at Sam Davis Park, and uh, hopefully we'll just have to regroup. That's it, and uh, get get ready for Lincoln County. We know they're going to be a they're, they're always a tough game every I, year. I know from from firsthand knowledge, the twenty seven years I've been in Columbia, I know that Columbia 
many times has had a better team, at least you would think on paper. Lincoln County comes in and somehow has something in the cards that they do, kind of like what you saw here tonight. Yeah, it happened 10 years ago in the pit, uh, the year we won the state championship, and uh, they just they whipped our tails. And uh, that's what we saw here tonight. We just hope it doesn't happen next week. All right, that's going to wrap it up here from the Sam Davis Park as uh, we tell you the final score. Once again, the Giles County Bobcats 42, Columbia Central Lions 13. Thanks for tuning in to Columbia Central Lions football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network where your final score, again, 42-13. to 13. Tune in next week as the Lions will host Lincoln County right here on 103.7 WKRM and TriStar Sports Radio. Coming up next... TriStar Friday Night Live with J.B. Plant and Coach Mike as they bring you scores, comments from the games all across southern Middle Tennessee. For Clayton Harris, Terry Wilcox, I'm Lee Maddox saying good night from Sam Davis Park. This has been a presentation of the TriStar Sports Radio Network, a front porch radio production. Columbia Lions football is brought to you in part by The Garbage Man, Hearts Motor Sales, Davis Brothers Roofing, Tim Ten Alley, Sands Fence Company, Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, DB's Pizza, Game Time, Life Care Clinic, Kubota of Columbia, Mac Dental Care, Jones and Lane, Murray Regional, Expert Landscaping, Holland Pharmacy, Bookmarks, Brown's Body Shop, Davis Heating and Cooling, and by Apex Bank.